Hi, you are listening to the all-new Anti-Fanboy Podcast for the week of July 23rd. That's 723-23, baby. We could have had a 23rd month of the year, but hey, I don't know. I didn't make up the calendars this year. How y'all doing, everybody? My name's Devin Kopeck. Um, you know, I'm doing good. I smell skunk right now. Ooh. Ooh, I smell not, a bit of a skunk, too. You sure that's not, you sure that's not that funky skunky, you know I'm what I'm being, saying? I'm, I'm being literal. I, I really I think there's a skunk outside my window. I think you might be right. Hey, I think do we have a skunk. Yeah, we do. Ooh, that's strong. Ooh. Hey, cr- ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I see you, bro. Ooh. <laughs> I see you, bro. Uh, hey, Chris Galani. Hey, Steve O'Terry. I have a question for you yeah, uh, regarding skunk yes. noise. Oh, skunk, skunk noise. No, not skunk. When, how old were you when you found out that skunk smell wasn't a skunk smell? Oh, <laughs> well. That I was that out. was kind of like a smell later for like for me, honestly. I, I'll tell you what. You want me to go first? I was 19. What? That is later in life. That I was 19 when I found that out. I was like, I, holy they, shit. They said in D.A.R.E. They came to my middle school and they said in D.A.R.E. Uh, marijuana has a skunk-like smell. And I was like, you know, thinking like only, they said only criminals smoke marijuana. And then I smelled it in my own house. And I was like, my father's a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you were, you were, I guess you were like, what is that? Like elementary school? Uh, Middle school. Middle school? Okay. Steve, what about you? I would say around the same age, Devin. Like, As I me? think that it was like definitely later in my life where like I put together the scent of a marijuana. I'll uh, be honest. A stinky, skunky smell. Uh, I It was something where I had like forgotten about it. Uh-huh. I just like stopped thinking about it. And then one time I was uh, I was in like a friend's garage and I smelled it, and then I got, I kind of like quietly put it together. Garage, because I've experienced oh, yeah. many a garage. Uh, this is not actually. This was oh. a this was a different group of kids that I hung out with in like okay late. This was you the, know uh, the Shelby College gang that Devin hung out with. <laughs> yeah, the Shelbyville gang. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, it was kind of one of those where I kind of quietly put it together because I was like, if I open up my mouth right now, I'm gonna get fucking torched. So I uh, did not. I did not do that. Were you was your impulse to be like, I'm going to call the police? No, <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet you Devin's first impulse was, Oh, who made a big beefy skunk fart in here? <laughs> and they were like, Dude, his name is Skunk Fart. It's drugs. <laughs> I don't I see you. <laughs> see, I couldn't. I couldn't narc though because I was currently underage drinking. And so then, oh, so you were. They were like, Devin, I swear to God, if you tattle on us, we'll tattle on you. Yeah, that was the fear. Now I'm pretty sure you made a big beefy skunk fart, and then the guy pulled his pants down and said, put your nose in there. You smell any fart? And you went, not a thing. I'm going to be honest with you, Devin, you're a criminal. At this point, like... You know what? Uh, Do you know the statute? You know the statute of limitations? Yeah, Yeah, what is that? I don't Uh, care. Like, in my eyes, it's an ethical ethical line that you crossed. Underage drinking and murder have the same statute of limitations. Uh, so in, oh, it's different for every, oh my God. So I real mean, quick, you like South caught, Dakota. But you're still a criminal. Yeah. Wait, you guys ready for this? South Dakota, seven years. Seven years. Alaska, oh. uh, statute of, uh, of uh, limitations. Alabama, 12 months. Arkansas, one year. That's pretty bad. 
Uh, let's let's look up uh, the old the old home home spot. Uh, you have to commit the crime in that state, right? Okay, wait, wait. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So okay. for petty offense or disorderly persons offense, one year. So I'm in the clear, baby. No, 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 no. Again, ethical this is an ethical oh. choice decision. Murder, right? manslaughter, none. I think we're official all misconduct. I think, Steve, that's- if you. What makes Steve? Me- when was the last time you bribed that that policeman? I'm give you forty bucks right now, Devin, to not ask that question. Okay. Oh my Easy god! Well, money, I'm just gonna Devin. let you know. How about this? I'm gonna give it to you for free, buddy. Oh. If it was more than seven years ago, you are in the clear, my guy. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know what anything that happened. To I think 93. you're both criminals as of right now. I was the speech. What's going on? What are you talking about? Hmm? <laughs> I think Devin is an accomplice to your obvious bribery to him. So yeah. So uh, now Did we land on the moon. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'll tell you. Whoa! You know what the coolest state is? Apparently, coolest state. Coolest state with crime: South Carolina. Mm. No statute of limitation for. Oh wait, no, they're the least cool. Yeah, that's oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. That's forever. Oh shit! Sorry. Sorry, guys. You you're thinking about Hawaii, where they have yeah, a "Don't the, worry about it" law. They're the most. <laughs> they're the most hardcore. Don't uh, worry about it. Don't worry about it, dude. Don't sweat it, dude. <laughs> you miss something really bad, the volcano gods will get you. Hey, God, this is no- the tropics, baby. Don't worry about it. Dude, North Carolina's seen, pretty cool. these movies. Too, Lilo yeah. and Stitch? Come on. Come on. We got a Lilo and Stitch running around. What do we got to worry about? Do you remember that episode of Sunny where they all had to go to that sexual harassment training and Frank found out that the statute of limitations law just went away? in florida and he was making all these like death phone calls (laughs) (laughs) trying to get make sure they don't sue him (laughs) so funny oh Oh, no let's see what is 18 months illinois one year hawaii two years yeah what's florida first degree two years all right so you know what seen a lot of one years uh which seems like it's okay that's right. This is a crime podcast now. Hey, oh, crime yeah. cast. Crime cast. Do you listen to uh, anti-true crime? Ooh, remember when Steven Seagal committed all those crimes? We're just making up <laughs> fake crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti, anti-crime cast. There's Steven true. Seagal went nuts and killed the entire cast of Executive Decision 2. Tom mm. Hanks, bank fraud. It's going to list off people and random crimes. <laughs> because people will just come to the conclusions yourself, folks. That's what I'll say at the end. Timothy Chalamet murder spree. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Tom Holland, uh, decent exposure. Uh oh. <laughs> Sean Connery put a man in a wood chipper. <laughs> Allegedly. See, you say that. These you are all alleged. Anything. You say anything, Devin. Say anything. <laughs> if you just say allegedly. <laughs> Of course, uh, of course, of course. That's the uh, way it works. Mm-hmm. I heard a stinky rumor that also is that meets all the criteria. Allegedly, allegedly, we heard a stinky rumor. Oh, oh, that's a double negative. That means it definitely happened. But you're legally allowed to say it, though. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. You know I'm gonna ask I'm you guys saying? a question here. Okay. This fits the anti-true uh, crime podcast that we're doing. Um, if you had a genie's lamp and you used all three wishes to kill. Yeah people is that a crime for you i mean that's how does that how would that work is that like you're like yeah. the mastermind i mean if uh, i was if i was the genie you would definitely 
like you would get away with it for a period of time and then it would all catch up to you. Steve, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck you with the wizard. Oh, what if I kill two people and then the last one is that I wipe my hands of it and that they forget me forever. Oh, well then you're safe. But if you don't, I'm going to send you a link to uh, the state of California v. Charles Manson. Because he got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> He's basically a genie. Got ya. Got ya, buddy. Got Bucko. Ya. Hey, Steve, why'd you commit all those murders? Well, technically I didn't. Yeah, but it wouldn't happen if you weren't involved, you, you sicko. You sicko mode. Yeah, Steve, oh, you're a criminal. Playing all that, all those dirty oh, dog Twitch games. Giving you a bad bad habits over there. Guys, keep confessing this stuff. <laughs> it's of course. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> hey, uh, I never actually got to say the thing I wanted to say, though. Oh, um, okay. This is nowhere near as, as, as interesting or important as what we were talking about. So no. apologies in advance. But, dude, I've been on such a water kick lately. It's slurping up that. Beautiful, I can't gorgeous imagine H2O. something being I as uninteresting. Die. I fucking told you. Like that. how, how, like the interest drop. There. Okay, it was like can a I, cliff. It's like going off a cliff. Can I can I defend it slightly? So, <laughs> I got this mug. Right, I got this like cup that is one of those like, dude. I don't even know what it is, but it just keeps your water like glacially cold. Oh, so yeah, I, know what I you're talking about. yeah, so I got one of those big three like those three gallon jug things where you know you you click it, you pull the thing out, and all the water comes out. And dude, I could fill this this cup for like three days, and I'd still drink it. And it's still like fresh. So, how so much as a result, pee? I've been you pee a lot into it. Is that with filters uh, it or something? It's it's not a water world contraption, but if I did what? pee into it, it would keep it cold. Why are we talking about it? I'm sorry. You want to talk about skunks some more, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Right now, I'm just saying. As we speak, as we speak, because I'm just, I'm just getting some juicy, juicy drinks right now, and I'm feeling good about my life. Yeah, Steve's got a mug. Why don't you talk about your mug, Steve? <laughs> now my mug. Sorry, I'm it proud is, of my mug, man. It is completely just. I would describe it as almost um, unremarkable. It's just and a regular mug. It has no images or character. Yeah, you could put this thing anywhere and it would just fit into the scene and you would forget it. Uh, you know, I yeah, even less interesting, but I like where you're going with that idea. Um, yeah, I got a mug too, guys. Oh, tell me about this yeah. mug. It's a handsome mug. <laughs> it's my oh. face. <laughs> Suck it, 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 suck it. I can literally hear you doing the suck Yeah, I heard the chop, too. I heard the slap. I hear your hand slapping your dick. It was a nice audible chops you were doing there. Thank you. As you may have noticed, John is not here. As John, it turns out that he was in the Screen Actors Guild all this time. Oh, he's out. He's on the. He's picketing out in front of Steve's house right now as we speak. Yeah, I, I don't know why. You, I look. I'm not a fat cat. I've seen you light up a dollar bill. To I light up a cigar. I have been known to um, set money on fire to set other things on fire. Yep, I've seen it a, a bunch. I'm uh, eyewitness testimony. Devin throws change at homeless people. So there's that. 
Yeah, I think you're bearing the lead here. Like, I don't just throw change. It's not like loose change. I should go to the bank and get those rolls and then I suck them. You get the, like, the 50 cent pieces too. Like, those are impossible to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just. Did you, when you guys were younger, did you guys ever, you know, when they talked about dropping a penny from the Statue of Liberty, how, like, that was just like a common fact where it's like, if you dropped a penny off the Statue of Liberty, it was a fear. go through someone's head. Like, why was that just like a common fact to children? Because, Well, I mean, we needed to know that because we would have definitely thrown pennies off of Definitely. That but like, that was, that was like a fact that they told you even if you weren't going to the Statue of Liberty. You know, I'm going to call bullshit on that. I think, yeah? even, I think even Mythbusters disproved that was even possible. That's what would fair. happen if it hit you? Though? Did they? I, well, did we they find out the thing that the the problem that they kept running into is whenever they dropped the penny, it would fly. It would hit the wind and just like it would just take off. Just take off. Like it wouldn't. It wouldn't have terminal velocity. And if even if it did, you think about terminal velocity and the mass of a penny. It's never gonna. It's only. It's gonna reach a point where it's it's at its fastest. And I just don't think that's lethal. You know? I remember uh, there was this kid that I knew. And he was an older kid in the neighborhood. And he went in fifth grade to the Statue of Liberty. And he got, like, a little, like, replica statue. And I remember him, like, he came out and he was telling all the kids in the neighborhood his story about how he threw a Snapple bottle from the top of the Statue of Liberty. And he even, like, showed where it hit at the bottom. He was like, right here, you see the head? And then he turned it and he went like he showed one of the bulbs on the side and was like, my Snapple hit right here. And we were all like, oh, that kid's a dickhead. That probably dude. could kill somebody. <laughs> no, but still, though, dude, Snapple. Like, <laughs> Why <laughs> Snapple matter? Was it full or empty? Was it I a don't, plastic I wasn't or glass? There. It, was, it was his story. It was probably the glass ones because this was like back in the day when we were children and there was only glass. There was no plastic. Did he state if he those? found out the Snapple facts before he threw it? Dude, Why I don't even know if they it? did Snapple facts before that. <laughs> Jeez. Like, Snapple facts, I think, that was, this was pretty what fast. What was this, 1901? God damn. I personally, I think he figured out, he found a fact he didn't like and he hocked it. <laughs> it's like this is this, is this can't be true. <laughs> I pooped okay. in I pooped in this jar. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, buddy! And you always take a sip before you look at that fact, That's so true. everybody gets caught. You're like, this is my reward. Why do you think nobody drinks Snapple anymore? I've been doing that a little too much. Yeah, what happened to Snapple, dude? Dude, it's sugar water. That's dude, the thing. Doesn't mean there wasn't like... a few good flavors, though. People were like, mm, there's a lot more variety in that market. Cause like at the time it was like just Snapple was like the fruit tea. Comp- I don't even yeah. know what to call them. I'd say you're fair with that. Like the, the mixtures of tea and fruit. But like I wasn't, um, what's it called? Well, that was just green tea. I'm thinking of uh, those big tall boy cans. Uh-oh. I mean, there was always Arizona, Arizona too. Arizona, but that's just green tea. That's not like a fruit mixture. Right. With. That's why they like they were like their own designated thing. I'm gonna, I only I'm liked gonna... one Snapple. I'll be honest. What Snapple most... was it? Red? No, it was the apple juice one. Snapple apple, I think. I like their That's pink pretty lemonade. Good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Wow, I didn't know you were a serial killer, dude. Oh. <laughs> I, I love okay. pink lemonade. Yeah, <laughs> pink lemonade. I love delicious. it so much, man. I find it more refreshing, even though it's. The same thing, just colored pink. There it is. Lemonades are just like 
good. I'm a lemonade hound. I have to admit, I'm a bit. Of I a am. I've never quite gotten the the appeal of lemonade. You don't remember selling lemonade in front of the? High school <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, but I never, play? I never drank it. Yeah, you never went dipped into your own supply. <laughs> nah, yeah, dude, I know better. <laughs> so I'm a good businessman. I'm rubbing the powder on my cheeks. Gallons of lemonade. Gallons. Well, I just love drinking garbage water. It's not garbage. It's delicious. Yeah, it's actually it's really good for you too. Well, not like the stuff they what? pump sugar full. Steven and I made a killing. We morning. did make a killing. We made seven dollars that morning and we got to buy ourselves a Chick-fil-A breakfast. Oh, good for you guys. That will go down as one of the weirdest things I think we've ever done. Dude, it was like four AM in the morning and we were exhausted watching WrestleMania's. There was yeah, no we're... thought put behind that. We were like, <laughs> let's just go back to high school when all the kids are getting off the bus. But like we lemonade. built it, right? Yeah, we did bu- it already we did, exist. We, did, we built a cardboard stand. You did this for the lemonade. Yeah, yeah, this is not a no, this joke. This is not a joke. This is an actual thing we did. It was like the year that? after we graduated high school, so we were in that weird spot where like we were just losers, <laughs> like you know. Uh, and we, yeah, like it was three or four of them where we just kept making jokes about it, and they were like, "What if?" It was originally what, we were going to give yeah. the money to a teacher so they could fund their their uh future law school but Whoa. then they were just like keep it and so we just went to chick-fil-a and just ordered a bunch of breakfast yeah. but like so it's kind of twofold right one we we built this thing which is a shocking amount of initiative looking back two we literally pulled up to our high school and just plop this thing down right in front of where all the buses drop yeah where the buses drop off and these kids are like uh, what? And then I think, I you know, lemonade one quarter. We kinda, I think we were kind of fortunate we didn't just get like kicked out immediately. Well, that's we're, the thing. We were still in that state where like those people knew us still. Yeah, yeah. There were still people that knew us and they were like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're just. You were enterprising and trying to be upstanding citizens as a yeah. joke. Ah, we are making sure and that the then... market was still viable. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, and then. This this might be why Tim's always breaking ribs to make sure he doesn't hang out with us. Because what we did after was we didn't know what to do with said lemonade tank because they were very clear, like, do not leave this here. <gasps> so I we uh, just we just put it on top of Tim's car, and then and we also, drove home. <laughs> Tim doesn't know who did that. It could have been anybody. Yeah, it could have been could anybody. Have some lemonade could have been some other. No, no, no. We lemonade just stand. put the stand on his. But you car. didn't give him any. You didn't get many we were all out. we sold out, dude. Yeah, we sold out. Also, so spoilers: the lemonade was just we just bought like the bottled lemonade that they sell. Yeah, I think we were so gonna mix you make it and then money? we made like, like seven dollars. We we got breakfast with it. Uh, yeah, I know, but like you bought the bottled lemonade, right? We bought yeah. like the bottled lemonade and put it into little pouring like. Bottles. I so think material-wise, like we, cool we yeah, made like, money. The profit. What's the profit, dude? It was all profit, dude. It was. Yeah, yeah it was all the, profit. It like the I, the it was like a dollar for like a two liter. Okay. So like so, it might have been like we spent two dollars and we made seven dollars. Yeah, but the issue is, uh, you know, it our time was was definitely you know we we our hourly rate was zero dollars, so. I guess technically, you know, we were in the talking about lemonade 
stand. Anyway, I'm just saying Tim woke up one day and he just found a lemonade stand on his car that we put on that very easy. And like Tim was, it was up to Tim to just take that whole thing off by himself. That was definitely a two person job to put it on his car. Yeah, I definitely make him do that nowadays. Yeah, well, you know what? I haven't changed much. <laughs> I mean, we got to still, we got to train him a little bit more. He's back in, in town. He is. We got to put him through the Jason Bourne program that we he, were. He showed up concocting um, <laughs> with a, 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 just a phone book and a pen. And he yeah. said, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, that's Tim. That's, that's the Tim I know. The John Wick Jason Bourne Academy. Beat people up all the time in high school. I'm looking to beat people up here. Guys, um, I have a special name that I chose for this uh, <sighs> the Zencaster recording. Um, it's Big Bad Movie Boy. Ooh, oh, Big, Big Bad Movie Boy. Yeah, the reason I, I'm going to take the title this week. Um, you know, I, I like to think this is a fluctuating title. You know, uh-huh. like... Devin, I feel like me and Devin are always the big bad movie boy of the week, mm-hmm. you know, the vying. Uh, but the, the reason I'm choosing the title, I'm taking it and putting the hat on. Okay. Um, I saw three Marys this week. All wow. No, no, no. Hey, let me uh, throw a little wind at the big bad movie boy title. Oh, shit. It sounds like you saw a bunch of big bad movies. <laughs> no, like. Because it's like, oh, that's the big bad movie guy. Well, like, okay. Let me let me clarify. I'm I'm the big bad. Like I'm big. And oh, bad. you're the big I, bad. I watched you know great movies this week, right? Right. You did. You did. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I saw I saw two great movies. Yeah, I didn't see three. I you know I mean, that's you know next week, Devin, you're probably gonna get the big bad movie boy title, and you're gonna wear the hat. The BBM, Ooh. the hat that weighs about fifty pounds, so it's a lot. Of how's neck your pain. neck? Yeah, how's oh, your neck? I'm in a, a dreadful amount of pain. Makes sense. Makes sense. Dreadful amount of pain. This thing is heavy and it's hot for some reason. Made entirely out of old film reels that we found. Yeah, they're horribly. Flammable. Oh, and you just you said put the whole IMAX reel on my neck. Yeah, oh, I'm wearing yeah. that. Like Oppenheimer wore that hat, like that big brimmed <laughs> hat that he wore. I'm yeah. wearing the giant film reel, reel on my head it hurts i'm in a lot of pain i like to break your neck with that big reel hat. but i watch so many movies steve so i wear the hat so the big bad movie boy <laughs> saw a bunch of big good movies yeah i saw week. you saw I, three of them i saw three three marys um and they are of course uh barbie and oppenheimer which uh, again i i watched both of those in the same day uh-huh. Um, and everybody's like, you shouldn't do that. That's stupid. D- disagree. I was told not to watch Oppenheimer before Barbie. That's dumb. Uh, but Ooh. I was told that because there are spoilers for Barbie in Oppenheimer. <laughs> well, I read a lot of spoilers. I knew everything going in. I knew what, where they were going to drop the bomb, fellas. Okay. Oh, you're always you're always looking because you want to know when the best time to take a bathroom shit. Exactly. <laughs> On bathroom shit, big bad wow. bathroom shits movies dot com. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, big bad BBM. bathroom shit. Get ready. <laughs> big bad bowel movement. This, this uh, is when you want to go. I I was locked up, as in for bowel movements this five hour yeah dude you didn't, your... you, you didn't eat indian before did you because i knew you, i know you do do that 
though. That's like oh, that's like your role in the die before every movie you see. I ate peanuts and cheese just so I'd be wound <laughs> up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't drink any water the whole day. So you saw the you saw those back to back. Yeah, yeah. What did yeah, you, you see first? I saw Oppenheimer first. You saw Oppenheimer first, and then Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, actually, I met him for bar. I met Chris yeah. for Barbie. Literally, the theater next door. Like I just walked in and and right in. Did you do that? Like, um, oh no, I'm, I'm blanking. Grandpa Simpson. But oh, yeah. <laughs> just walk. walk in, turn around, just walk slightly left. Yeah, Can I ask, no, um, was what were the turnouts like for both movies? We talking packed houses? I imagine packed houses. Um, well, I saw Oppenheimer at 5 o'clock p.m. Okay. Dude, so. Chris woke up at 9 a.m., <laughs> did some ab crunches, and then said, I'm going to eat some peanuts, and then I got to go. I am become ba- Big Bad Movie Boy. I am become Big Bad Movie Boy. That's what I said. And um, I was prepared. And, you know, it was five hours. That's that's a chunk. That's a chunk of time for both movies. Yeah, both movies combined. Um, okay, and there wasn't really that much downtime in between, so that was really nice. Um, but yeah, I I kind of disagree with that. Like, I think I think if you're gonna watch them both in the same day, watch Oppenheimer first because then you, Barbie is like cheers you up and makes yeah. you feel better. Love that. Was, as somebody who saw Oppenheimer at like. 10 30 at night on a that's saturday rough. that's rough dog. Mm. yeah that was that was pretty hard um but i was like man i could not imagine ending my night on this like i did you know like like i was kind of like man i wish i had barbie to lighten lighten the load here yeah dude it definitely she she shared the load um definitely mm-hmm. like you said um and i have to say i i love oppenheimer quite a bit mm. um but like as far as the movie going experience, I think I had more fun watching Barbie. But like I, I really legitimately loved both of these movies. Like I think I really That's really exciting to hear. I, I think I, I am so excited. Fun. I think for, they're for both like movies. my favorite movies from both directors. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really, I really think so. Um, which was cool. Like I didn't expect that going. That is really it. cool. Um, and I'm not gonna get into too much detail. But like Oppenheimer, as far as like a film, it's like probably one of the better technically made movies that I've seen in a in a very very long time. Like it's just the scale of the technique is it's incredible. Like I I, mm-hmm. I learned like the explosion, the nuclear explosion was done with like fifth, with uh, fifteen thousand pounds of TNT. Like it was really where they shoot that? <laughs> like were they? Where did he film that? Because I was almost like, you know, he. If you looked into it, like it's like he's used almost zero or zero CG to make to make this movie. It's crazy. And then I'm like, okay, so either he like really made a monster size explosion, yeah, or like he just probably just like put some shit in a petri dish and just like put an eye just let him go nuts at it, you know? They he he basically exploded an equivalent of a two kiloton bomb in the desert that's i hope, I hope michael Holy bay oh, he saw that stat and he just laughed he went okay <laughs> okay okay big man okay michael uh, bay was like it's quantity not quality <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like 
that movie is so wonderfully made and mm. it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Um, and then with Barbie, um, it's so unique mm. and creative and uh, smart, smart yeah. and funny, yeah. like really, really funny and perfectly timed movie. Like I just, it's, it's yeah. Like just the timing of this film is, is probably what I think makes it even better. Um, yeah, it, I, man, I was so happy. Like, I really was that day. Like I, I, I so rarely see great movies and to see them back to back is like, it's phenomenal. That's huge. Like even when we saw, uh, Midsommar, like our follow up was like Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? Like, like it wasn't that Spider-Man. It was like the, the bad Spider-Man of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's still like, you know, like a good, like. But similar, away, like, but... tonally similar. Like, um, what, those two movies back-to-back. Like, mm. one being a darker horror movie and the other being a lighter superhero movie. Like, it was very similar experience with Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like, it was dark, noir-almost film and bright, goofy, but smart movie. Um, yeah, man. I, Devin, you, you saw both now. Yeah. What yeah. Did you, what did you think? Um, well, so when I walked out of Oppenheimer on set, so I, and, you know, I have to toot my own horn here. You saw Barbie first, Devin. I saw Barbie first, but I watched Oppenheimer on IMAX. Um, and I really, I gotta go, I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah. I have to do that. Um, but, um, you know, we were walking out, I was talking about it with uh, Jenny, and she was like, you know, God, I, she's like, I just feel like it didn't need to be three hours, right? And which is like, I, I feel like a, a a legitimate comment to make, right? Um, and I was just like, well, he, here's my take on it. And I was just like, you know, I think you need a guy, you need your Christopher Nolan's, right? Like just in the in the scope of of movie, you need a guy that's like, nah, I'm gonna make a fucking film bro like i'm gonna make a movie ass movie yeah and this is <laughs> i just realized this is quoting harry styles um but no you need like a like a, a legit just like this isn't gonna be about it's not mission impossible as fun as 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 good of a time as i had at mission Impossible. like this isn't mission impossible this isn't like like a dungeon dragons or a marvel movie like this is just three hours of a lot of talking and walking and and more or less that's pretty much it, right? You know, you do get your big explosions, but you know, like you need something like that. And you need the big the big block. You need a guy, yeah. You there. need a dude who's like, I'm not only talented but driven enough, and I'm good enough that I can get a shitload of money to make something that is like, dude, like. I don't know why, but I, every time I, not every time, but I've seen a lot of movies and I just go like, I would show this in a class. Like after w- the World War II section of of school, I would be like, we're going to watch Oppenheimer for two weeks straight. We're watching you know Oppenheimer. I mean? We're going to cut out some scenes. We're going we're gonna to fast forward oh. through some scenes. Because there's, oh, I, I, I I there's some boobs. And, uh, some, there's some, some dong. There I are heard some, some. There's some Dongenheimer. I, 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 I think that's the Devin. I think that's the greatest, uh, the greatest compliment to give a biopic. 
Yeah, you know, because you know, it's like, like you're going to teach somebody because it's educational, but yeah. it's also like a decent, a beautifully made movie. Um, yeah, you know, and and frankly, I did feel like I should have taken the class before I saw this movie because I I was watching that movie and I was like, I feel like I should have read his Wikipedia before coming into this, honestly. Um, because there's some bits where they're they're just rapid firing names like last names, and then there's like you know the the perceived villain of the film, right? If if we're just gonna go with the narrative of the actual movie, it's the Blues Brothers of all the classic physicists, (laughs) the 40s through the 60s. Wait, the (laughs) Blues Brothers are the bad guys of the movie? No, no, no. I'm saying like it's Blues Brothers in concept, where it's like a guy going around like I'm getting the best of the best. Yeah, and it's and it's every name sold me on the most wild movie where the Blues Brothers are trying to acquire the atomic bomb. That, that's well. That's the fun thing I think about Nolan movies is they're so easy to make fun of. <laughs> as great as they are, like man, I, I was thinking of thousands of jokes, like yeah. It, and it's, but it's such a it's like a, a a very serious, dark, um, probably the most dark movie I've seen of his too. Like in in like yeah. what they're talking about, you know, the subject matter. I mean, joke in there. Nah, it's really hard. Yeah, and there was just like, just but like every smart person in history is name dropped in this. And then like you see them and then they pop in and they pop out. And I'll be honest, there were some moments where I was a bit lost and it took me probably longer than it should have to be like, oh, that's who Strauss is or Strauss is. And then I was like. Oh, oh, okay. I, I, he's the he's the you know perceived so, villain of the film. And speaking speaking of that, yeah, um, Rob Downey Jr. is phenomenal. Very, very, very good in this. Yeah, phenomenal in this movie. Um, I, I, it's might be his finest performance. I really think. Really? So. Yes, yes. I, I, I he's very. All those ticks, all those little improvs and stuff, they're all gone. Like, it's very straight the way he's playing. That's interesting. So, better than back to school. (laughs) (laughs) Slightly. Similar performance. (laughs) Similar performance. Um, I am create triple Lindy. You know, it's funny. Jenny thought that was, he was, that was like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I almost was like, but then I actually thought about it and I was like, uh, Oh, actually, they kind is he of look is he looking same. like? Yeah, I guess. Like I, I mean, definitely. with with like the black and white and like the the makeup and wait, the is the movie in black and white? Part of it is. So oh. the I, this is what I read. And, and Shot Chris, scene on sixty five millimeter, which they created specifically for this movie. That's some yeah. big fat film, but also yeah. not fat enough to be IMAX. Yeah, no, isn't that weird? <laughs> weird. So uh, apparently, this is what I heard: is the black and white scenes are objective, where the the color scenes are subjective. So it's like the black and white scenes, like he's like, historically, this is what happened. Oh, and, so it's and, like, it's like a, just trying to simulate like maybe like newsreels and stuff like that. It's like court record. Yeah, yeah. Court record. And then there's stuff where it's like, do all make you, you horny, baby. <laughs> and then it's like real yeah. or not real. Sorry. It determines. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll say this. Mm. 
this is a complaint. It's not a fair complaint. This is very much a, hey, we're making a movie and maybe we should have just broke our rules a little bit complaint. And maybe maybe I'm wrong, Chris. Maybe you'll completely disagree here. Okay, what do you got? So I'm in the IMAX screen, right? The, th- the, the bomb's going to go off, right? And in the movie, right, they are smart and they're doing the actual thing where they go, like, they're testing the explosions. So you see it blow up and then, like, a second or two later, you hear the bomb. You hear the yeah. noise. You yeah, see yeah, the yeah. shockwave, right? So the countdown to the nuclear test, I'm getting, like, legitimately nervous. Like, I'm yeah, on a too, roller dude. coaster. Yeah, yeah like, you know, I'm in this like, IMAX oh, screen. Oh, and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bracing, <laughs> dude. I'm bracing for it because I'm like, oh, my. F- I'm getting, like, nervous. Yeah, dude. And then the bomb goes off. And, of course, it is scientifically accurate. You do not hear the noise. You don't see feel the shockwave until like a minute later, which is, yes, is it accurate? Is it, you know, it, listen, if you're going to break your Hollywood, like your rule and make it a kind of a, a, a thing, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he should have, bro, like you told me to see this on IMAX. You should have gave me, I wanted my face to kind of get rattled a little, little bit. I wanted my skull to shake. I'll, I'll, uh, I, I think I have a I think I have an argument for this. Okay, they, you know, and so. yes, I know, I know scientifically, yes, but I don't think it's about science. I don't think that's why that's in there. I think okay. the reason that is in there is you're absolutely right when you said that this entire film is people talking nonstop, like talking back and forth, theorizing, figuring right. out equations, yelling, getting into mat like arguments. The music is building. It's getting louder and louder. The drums are coming in. And then silence. That, to me, is so powerful. Because the whole movie is is sound. And then at that moment, it's just... Everybody is fucking frightened. Like, terrified yeah. of what they're looking at. And nobody can say anything. Well, there's also... I feel like we'll we'll call this the Oteri argument. Um, this is where <laughs> this is where you're watching, you know, you're watching Lincoln, and then that kid comes in or that guy comes in and he's like, "President Lincoln was shot in another theater," and you're like, oh, come on, come on, I paid for this, I paid to see this." We are watching a movie where we follow Lincoln for the majority of it, and yeah. the one time. You want to see things pop off. And again, it's Lincoln is a fairly boring movie. I'm sorry, but it is. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, this is a movie about Oppenheimer. Like, it's not yeah. about the bomb. It's oh, about buddy. him. I know. Well, here's I the know. thing. Like, I'm, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to argue with you that, like, whenever, you know, keep in mind, we have been raised as a generation for when we see movies, they're filled with guns and explosions and stuff, and they're always, like, cinemified. We're like, shotgun sound like and and like stuff like that like you know they've been blown out of proportion but whenever a movie makes a gun just sound like a pop like uh in goodfellas like when they assassinate like joe pesci and it's just like pop 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 and like he's just dead yeah it's muted that's like so much more shocking because it feels just so mundane it doesn't like yeah it doesn't feel spectacular there's there's a great there's a movie called blue ruin Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I've but seen it, yeah. 
there's a scene in which somebody gets shot with a sniper rifle, a Mosin Sagnet or Nagat, whatever it's called, like the mm-hmm. Russian sniper rifle. And you see the guy's jaw fly off and then you hear the crack. Yeah. And it's mm. it's so fucking terrifying. Because it's that's real, man. That's what Whoa. that would be, you know? Um Yeah, like there's something uh, really um it's shocking and, and disturbing. Yeah. To a degree. Because it's so it's so almost um simple and uh almost like it sounds like a like a toy, but it, the damage is so great. That's to me is terrifying, you know. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, and I mean, like I, I definitely understand it, and it's not it's not like it wasn't effective, right? Because it, it that scene itself is, is very intense, and dude, that and, whole that that I I think the the first I'd say hour and a half is just such like a. Uh, 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 oh we're building oh we're building up like it's so it's fast yeah for me like i think that first hour and a half is it's really well done pacing wise um i think when it starts to slow down and i think nolan is really smart about this because he kind of the way the movie is told is sort of like in a spiral narrative like like in citizen kane where you're you're cutting back to the more mundane parts and then kind of building up to the bomb and all this other stuff. Um, but still, I think the, the core building up to the bomb hour and a half is so, I think the pacing is so good. And then it starts to kind of ease up the gas mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, and I think it is noticeable. I will tell you that. Um, but I was so, see, I knew a lot about the bomb and I didn't know a lot about like the security clearance stuff. Yeah, and that's the stuff I was like, know. "Whoa!" I was really fascinated by that. I was more. Yeah, I don't know if I was fascinated. I think I was just like, "Yes, I get it." It's kind of boring to hear them say communists, like, "Dude." Well, I, I communists I, count, and I get it. it. It's relevance and all that, but it's, it's more just, of like me learning. I didn't know yeah. anything about that aspect. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, though. It's like I, I honestly, I'm like, I, I felt like a little unprepared when I was watching. I was like, because they're throwing a lot at you. They really are. Mm. A, lot um, a lot of characters. A lot of characters. A lot of characters. A lot of people that show in and show out, and you're like, oh, and they're all okay. A list, somewhat A list actors. Yeah, or like, uh, I'll, I'll say this: this cast is really cool. Um, yeah, dude. There's there's a lot, and I'm not. It's not like completely triple A list actors or anything like that. But like, you go, oh, that's Jack Quaid. Oh, that's the guy from Jake and Dr- uh, like uh, Dr- uh yeah, thank, thank you, Drinking Josh. You're like, oh, that's uh, the fucking guy from Gary, Josh Hartnett, you know? That's Gary Oldman. That's Gary Oldman, <laughs> I did, yeah. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> uh, there's just, like, a lot of a lot of actors in this movie, and it's really kind of cool to see that. Um, I'm like, oh, that's Alden Ironreich. Okay, cool. I will, I will keep, oh, I will keep my review short because, yeah. Steve, you got to see this. Mm-hmm. Got to go out and watch it, man. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go see it again in IMAX. Mm. However, the only IMAX that it's showing in, in its, in its true form. <laughs> King of P, King right? Of Prussia, King of Prussia. But I'm, uh, I'm taking the trip. I want to see this. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, that's not super far away. Yeah. It just sucks driving there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that ride, that that ride, it's brutal. It's not fun. Um, 
yeah. So that's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Easy Mary. Um, I really think it's Nolan's best movie too. Like that's I, I'm pretty strongly convinced it's it's the one that people are going to remember him for. You know, oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, Barbie. Now Barbie on the on the total opposite end of the tonal spectrum, but not much. Like there's a it <laughs> nudges into darkness. And that's what makes it kind of great, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes it great. That's what makes not kind of great. That's what makes it great. Um, Barbie is such an enjoyably fun comedy. And I don't see enough of those. Like, last year with, like, Everything Everywhere All at Once, that movie hit me so hard because there's, like, so few movies that don't take themselves that serious. Right. You know, at, at least in, like, not necessarily in the plot or the character, but like in actual scenes mm-hmm. and the little innuendos, character innuendos, like they're able to make fun of themselves and mm-hmm. that makes it so much funnier. And Barbie's that to a T like it's so <laughs> open to make fun of everything that Barbie is. And also everything that the real world is too. <laughs> like that's, both both worlds in this movie i think are goofy mm-hmm. and silly and to be honest like neither one is real in my opinion and that's kind of what makes them fun yeah like there's there's a comment where they're like is like is barbie land just like a portal an alternate universe or is it just like this other part of the country we don't know and the response is just like yes <laughs> like, like, yes they don't don't worry about it. Yes. Like, um, yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, it, it's a really good performances, obviously. Yes. yes. Um, I think Margot Robbie's great. Of course. Yeah. So much smarter than I think you would ever give it credit for. Um, mm. f- funny enough when I, when I was seeing Oppenheimer, um, when we were walking in, there were all these kids, these like Gen Z or kids, which is fine, right? But like they were all wearing pink out like suits, like tuxedos. And they were all posing in front of the Oppenheimer uh, poster, <laughs> which is like, haha, funny. Yeah, but cool. I was like, you know what's cool? Like, for not only is this like a, an, an fairly entertaining meme, but like you're actually watching a really good movie. Like, this isn't the Minions, right? Right. You know, like, oh, you're like, you're actually going to watch a fucking great movie. On top like, of all of this, it it is honestly the most exciting like meme for like movie meme situation to ever come out of this. Where it's like, keep in mind, like the movie memes were like, uh, what was that? Uh, Morbius and um, yeah, uh, snakes true. on a plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like the first time where it's like, yeah, the movies like that were being like the Barbenheimer meme. Uh, like you know, we're actually like kind of knockout bangers. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, like you get these kids. I bet you there's. Would it be funny if we saw Barbie? And then I guarantee you there are some kids that just like were not ready for like what Barbie actually was, uh, which I think is great because yeah, it's man. you know. Well, I mean, it's, dude, there's like pundits right now that are like, "This is supposed to be a movie for 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 children and little girls," and 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 they're like, "You're like, bro, what?" You think somebody's just going to sit down and make a movie about dolls and just make it be dolls? Like, well, well, that's the great thing. Like, 
it's funny seeing the controversial backlash that both movies are getting because both movies are in some degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny where it's coming from in a sense oh, yeah. where mm-hmm. you're getting like a weird amount of virtue signaling from the left for Oppenheimer. And that I don't understand because I feel like that movie portrayed a man who was very much imperfect and yeah. very flawed and had issues, problems. And they bled over into a lot of part of, of his serious professional life. Mm-hmm. And then you have the right who were like also making the same virtue signaling, but doing it in the same superficial sense as the left. Like they're not actually watching the movie, <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. getting upset for it existing. And that to me is, is awful. It's the death of art. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous it. that like whenever there's a big movie out, like somebody has to make a stink about it to of get course. their clicks, to get their, to get their views and stuff. Like, and it's like the same amount of word salad on both sides complaining about bigger societal issues that I feel like should be addressed as a whole. Like part of me on both sides is glad that there is any type of conversation going on at the right, a little less because they're not going to listen, but the left, I feel like, you know, maybe they'll listen when they understand that the film itself is portraying a pretty dark thing. And yeah, I, it's not it's not glorifying anything. I think you can point and be like, this is this is probably about something that like needed to have a movie be made about it. Yeah. So like, you know, it's, you know, like, you know, come on. But like the other side where it's like making a movie think where it's like, you know, like uh, more than just like little dolls. Like what? Like what yeah, the hell like, are you what, talking about? What do you do? Do you want something to be so intellectually inferior and to treat its audience like idiots? All the men in this movie are goofy <laughs> and none of them are the heroes, so I hate it. Like, <laughs> what's the deal? Yeah. Like, uh... Well, Devin, I think we can both agree that Ryan Gosling yeah. is is just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's this. extremely good. And I, I made this... I don't It's not even a joke. Like, I think... Not since Charlie Sheen in Hot Shots Part Two has an actor gotten so ripped for a comedy role. Really, like, he is—he is just like fifteen abs, which is hilarious, right? Like that's <laughs> what's funny about it. But mm. um, yeah, Ken. I mean, you know, there's twelve Barbies and there's twelve Kens, right? But like, you right. know, Ryan Gosling's Ken. That character was so much more interesting than I guess I would have thought. Um, just because of the direction that they go into it, because mm. I'll say this right without getting too yeah, deep no spoilers because I am going to see the yeah. Movie. I'll just say this right is um, the one of the jokes, the obvious joke is when they go to uh, the real world. Uh, you know, Barbie's like, oh, everybody's like staring at me, and I don't feel super comfortable. And like Ken is actually like, oh wow, men rule everything. This is kind of dope for me. Uh, and you know, from there, obviously the movie kind of takes that kind of stuff and it kind of runs with it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. Ken goes on his own journey of, of discovery. Um, and then it just like goes so much further than you would probably think they would with the concept. Uh, and he just like loves horses and he just wants to be a doctor all the time. And it's just very, very, very funny, but, Mm. um, he just has a lot to do, uh, in that movie and he's, 
you know, there's a wonderful, there's a wonderful, like, I guess third act number. Yeah, that third act, you know, it's my favorite of the year. Really? Yeah. Snap. It's so, it's such a fun culmination of everything. And it, it's, I don't, it's so low stakes. (laughs) Right. It's low stakes, but like, they're going, (laughs) yeah. Um, I, I mean, Chris, you said this, but I, I mean, after seeing uh, both, I think I agree. Probably a little smarter than Oppenheimer. Yeah, you know, I think so. I think the through plot, no fault. It's not like Oppenheimer's trying to be a genius film, but like, it's it, it, it. Oppenheimer suffers from the same problems that most biopics do. do. Like, there's really mm-hmm. not much wiggle room if you want to tell the story as truthfully as possible for creative input. Yeah, this is totally opposite. Like, there's no fucking story about Barbie. You could do whatever the <laughs> whatever, fuck you want, yeah. and that to me is like way more interesting. You know, in the long term, like, I could think yeah, about you, you have a blank slate with what you could do with Barbie. You know, I was thinking about the other day, like biopics in general, and you know, again, I'm I'm totally biased. I really don't like them, but they're like they always to me put plot as far back in the priorities as possible because like everybody knows what's going on like yeah to some degree they understand the general plot without going to see the movie yeah and this is totally different this is you know character is very important in this film but so is the plot like the plot Mm -hmm. is you know foreground it's important and it's and it builds up nicely and it's well crafted and there's wonderful callbacks like all the things that good movie should have mm-hmm. and it was creative it was different there's not a lot of yeah. there's no movie out there like this some bangers too soundtrack yeah. wise so oh man that lizzo song in the beginning <laughs> i love that so goddamn much uh yeah, both dude. versions of it are great <laughs> um uh great 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 money wise barbie absolutely annihilated uh made 155 million domestic $337 million altogether. Well, technically speaking, so did Oppenheimer. It's the highest yeah, Oppenheimer R-rated did, movie since the pandemic. Yeah, uh, $80 million domestic, which, it, I mean, again, R-rated, three-hour-long movie going up against a movie that made almost, you know, over a hundred and, a, you know, almost $200 million. People were going to see movies he, this week. And listen, I'll say this. Yeah. Barbie was pretty packed, Chris. You know, yeah, I think you agree. Yeah. Oppenheimer, when I saw it, ten thirty at night on a Saturday, jammed up, dude. No shit, really. Full. Yeah, like people were out uh, across the board. So this was like a great weekend. That is kind of interesting because, you know? like, if you wanted to go to the movies and like if you wanted to see Barbie and Barbie was sold out, you could be like, <laughs> "Well, Barbie sold out. Let me go see Oppenheimer," or vice versa. It's yeah. very, very, very rare that this ever happens. Yeah. It's exceedingly rare. Even in the best years of film. It's like, yeah. it's released two great movies in the same week. It's very mm-hmm. rare. And I'm and, happy because yeah. it, hopefully this makes theaters a thing still. <laughs> and they were they were so different too, which, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, totally different, different vibes both very good you know one's are one's pg-13 one's pink one's a nightmare 
black. Uh, or, as opposed <laughs> to like, you know, where like DC would release a movie versus Marvel's movie. Kinda, a little bit. Like, it's like, come on, how many times could we be bored with that? If, if like, DC... so fun. If DC had Ever the made good expertise <laughs> to make a great movie, and if Marvel had the brain to write a great screenplay, then yes, that's the comparison yeah. I would make. Would be like, ho ho, new Marvel movie, ho ho. But no, this is like fresh. It's exciting. It's it's yeah. two things that like, all right, let's go. You know, there's names yeah. behind these. And I mean, I think they're gonna do well regardless. Even into in the next couple of weeks, like, I, I you know, I, I know I'm probably the only one on on this call that really cares about this shit. But like next week, you got Haunted Mansion and Talk to Me. Yo, talk to me. I'm very yeah. Talk to me is like a horror movie, though, right? It's like you know, okay, kind of sympathy for the devil, kind of. But that's been getting rave reviews from like Sundance and shit. Like what? Talk to me or sympathy? Talk talk to me. Yeah, yeah, no, same. And then like Haunted Mansion's gonna take some bites, but like I, I think honestly, I think Haunted Mansion's gonna underperform. I think Haunted Mansion's gonna do exactly what the Eddie Murphy movie did. Yeah. Yeah, like probably. It, Which like, I, I guess was good, but not uh, yeah, not what they thing. want, you know. Like yeah. they want it, they keep wanting to hit that Pirates of the Caribbean landmark that they did. But the problem is, it's like you really can't do that with like I don't know a haunted house movie, unless if you like fully lean into like it being like kind of horror. Yeah, yeah. And then the following week, you <laughs> have see that happening. <laughs> you know, following no. week, you have Meg Two. Uh, last voyage of the Demeter. It's not a katana Demeter. in that man. Yeah, and then and then there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which is again definitely aimed towards kids. So it's like, and it's got that that across the Spider Verse animation that I think. Yeah, so like I I do think it's gonna do well, but like again, I think if Barbie and Oppenheimer have legs, like this is the spot to do it. Because obviously, Gran Turismo is gonna come and eat everyone's lunch on <laughs> August 11th. Miserably. Um. <laughs> uh, and you know what? That, it's based that, off a true story, Chris. Come on. I really hope people take that to heart and they're like, not every video game needs to be adapted. <laughs> like, it's so games. weird that it's so weird that they keep leaning into <laughs> the car movies, like yeah. Fast and the Fear. Or not? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's stupid. Need well, for Speed got a movie. You know, it's mm. it's basically an equivalent of making a Madden movie about a bunch of fat nerds that turn into football players. Hey, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Hey, one of those guys could have been a center. You don't know that, Chris. <laughs> um, but they get their ass chewed up. I don't care how technically <laughs> you need to be to drive a car, but the play football, I think yeah. that would be even funnier. I mean, yeah, and like, you know, Turtles, Grand Turismo, Blue Beetle, all in August, but like, this is Oppenheimer and Barbie's like, this is the summer peak, and you know, it's cool, you know, but like, again, I watched some badass movies, but Chris, you watched one more badass movie. Okay, okay, here's a little secret, a little little sneaker, a little sleeper here Mm -hmm. that I watched, uh, just released on Netflix. The film they clone Tyrone. Um, I watched that as well this week. Um, this movie is great it, for me, particularly. I this movie takes the black exploitation films from like that guy. Uh, what the hell, that guy? Uh, the guy that Eddie Murphy played in that 
Oh, um, Netflix movie. What the hell is his name, Steve? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, it takes the idea of the black exploitation films and conspiracies. Nutty Professor. <laughs> and you know, the one big thing in most black exploitation films is the man is controlling Rudy the black. Raymore. Yeah, yeah Rudy Raymore. Dolomite is my name. Yeah, that's... Rudy Raymore. Uh, there's always a secret conspiracy of the white man trying to control. Uh, the man trying to control black ghettos and African-Americans, poor African-Americans. That movie, it takes that concept of those bad movies, those B-movies, it inf- injects a brain and some money <laughs> and great fucking performances. And it's, it is wonderful. Um, I, it, Jamie Foxx, John Boega is in it. Um, and then, of course, who was the name of the african-american actress that was in um uh, paris wandavision oh and she's in marvels or or whatever too what the hell Um, is her name um she plays a prostitute named yo-yo and she is fantastic in this movie um jamie fox uh steals every goddamn scene he's in in yeah he is so good he plays a pimp named slick charles who (laughs) Who won the pimping awards in 1995? <laughs> That's what he keeps saying. <laughs> and it's this wonderful science fiction esque, sort of like back rooms esque horror sci fi movie that takes place in uh, in a Chicago ghetto, basically called the Glen. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I think it's a really funny movie it takes a little bit to get going okay but i think it has a really a standout performance from a character i did not expect this actor i didn't even think he was acting still and he's in this movie i was like oh look at him i haven't seen him in forever and you know i had a really positive experience seeing him again so i don't want to give away who it is um yeah go watch it it's on netflix uh, it's an easy marry for me. Very funny. John Boyega is wonderful in this. What's it called again? Uh, they clone Tyrone. Yeah, they I cloned Tyrone a few weeks ago. You know, John Boyega is apparently he's he's like I think he, he's open for business. I think <laughs> uh, fun because uh, you know I don't know if you guys remember, but he kind of went on a bit of a. You know, he had, he had a bit of a Hollywood moment, I think, uh, where like I think I would too. He was he was very outspoken. He he had like he was on a movie. Hey, why did you just... kill off my character and then make him <laughs> not interesting? <laughs> but then but then he like walked off of a set of another movie, right? And like like he was kind of starting to like is everything okay with Jaco Yega? And he was like, I will never do another Star Wars movie. And now they're like, Hey, would you? He's like, Yeah, I I do anything. He's like, Just call me. Uh, I, I love, get that. I love I get to work that, with though. Him. Yeah. Imagine being like, you know, sold that like you're going to be the lead of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like that was John Boyega was the first person we saw in a Force yep. Awakens original trailer and then just I don't like think there's that a character more striking being... image than him taking off the Stormtrooper helmet. Dude, yeah, dude. That yeah. seemed like absolutely just like striking, very striking. Very striking. And to just be relegated eventually just to like a nothingness comedy side character, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he, he looked like he was having some, some, 
you know, some issues, but it looks like he's back, he's so out to speak. That. Yeah, he's crawling out of it. And Man, I feel bad. So many black actors that are just, like, falling apart. Listen, I'm not trying to defend Jonathan Majors. I'm not, because that guy, is, I hear, is a monster in a lot of different ways. But the whole perspective of that is so different. When it, oh, and yeah. it, it's obvious that it has to do with his skin color. <laughs> like at this point, like <laughs> it's so fucking obvious. And, yeah, you know, it's just it's not him. It's also the guy who played Cyborg, like Ray Fisher. Little, yeah, yeah, Ray Fisher complaining about obvious things that were were problems and. Hmm. People just like Hollywood being like, fuck that guy. Then they get labeled as difficult. And then, you know, it's pretty racist. Uh, all yeah. things considered. And yeah, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty not it makes great. me upset. And I love so Chris, John Boyega. I love him. Let, let me ask you the hard question. <laughs> MFK for the three movies. You know, you go, won't you take your MFK back? Hey, Chris, hey, Chris this is why I only <laughs> see two movies. I don't got to do this. I don't got to do this. Shit in it, Steve. That's what I think. Take a shit in your bag. You know what? Mm, MFK and Heimer. You know, MMM, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm breaking the rules. Take this. <laughs> I, okay, uh, well, which one did you like more? Which one did you like right more, Chris? They can all be Marys, but you gotta like one more than the other. Like, we understand that they're all Marys. Like, which well, okay, one if would you if, cast if, in? If, which one would you throw off that cliff to get the soul stone, Chris? If if there if all three of them were playing at the same exact time in the same theater, and someone was like, "Which one should I see?" Well, I only actually, can see one of these on, at this Steve, moment right now. That requires a you gave him the out. You gave him the out. Yeah, that requires I a did. stipulation because if, is it an IMAX theater? Is it, if it's an IMAX theater, then it's Oppenheimer. God damn it. I'm just at a a a movie theater, movie theater, regular ass movie theater, regular movie theater. All three of them playing all at the same time. Okay, I'd probably go with Barbie. I mean, I really that's I I, I listen. I liked Barbie more than I liked Oppenheimer. They're both great, but I did like Barbie more. I want to see Oppenheimer again. Like I I definitely do. There's mm-hmm. nothing. Like I want to see more out of those three movies. That's okay. I'm being honest. Like I want to see that IMAX. I made a yeah. mistake. I made a mistake seeing that. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. I'm a piece man. of shit. Yeah, you, that movie you is, apologize. It's impeccably made, and I it's perfect for IMAX. And um, yeah, I think it's Barbie. If I'm really honest with myself, but like, okay. ah, it's just still ah, so many. I, it's like, which arm do I want to rip off? <laughs> rip off. <laughs> I'm really uh, serious. And I'm so happy. Like, I'm never... It's so rare I'm in this position. Yeah. You know? Like, not like Lonnie and Chill, where I, like, cherry-pick the movies I'm watching. Sometimes they're good. But, like, this is, like, going out in the wilds, finding three diamonds. Hmm. That's that's why the way I feel about it. You know, apparently there was another... I don't think to the to that level, but uh, apparently that movie Cobwebs was apparently very good. Now I got to see the the Cosby movie biopic called oh. Cobwebs. <laughs> uh, it's like a horror thriller with Anthony Starr, and I think it was just oh. kind of like, oh man, Anthony Starr is still pretty good at acting. Like if you guys aren't watching the boys and aren't impressed by him, they're like, no, oh, he's fantastic. he's still great. 
He's the best yeah. part of that show. Yeah, and he's... I hope he shows up in Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, he will. I really hope, Steve. He's the kid. Pull the strings. Pull the, pull the pull strings. Pull the strings. Steve. Make it happen. You going to do it, Steve? You going to make it happen? Make I'll it, make it happen. happen. Make I'll it make it happen. Happen. Good. Um, I get that's that's my uh, bonanza of great film. Yeah, um, that, that, I, that, uh, that sums it up, baby. I saw those two. I'm still chipping away at uh, at Final Fantasy 16. Get in there. Uh, I had a bit. I had a bit of a snafu. Uh, this is kind of on me, kind of on the game. Where like I had a bunch of side quests and shit that I wanted to do. And then you know when you're playing a game sometimes and you're like, let me just talk to this guy. And then all of a sudden it just takes you on like a three-hour journey of like major events of the game. And then like the world is forever changed. <laughs> and then you can't really go back and do the other shit. Mm. And I was like, well, I guess I got to reload my save and do this other stuff first because I'm this is going to drive me insane. So I kind of lost... It's weird. It's like I lost an hour of progression, but I actually got a lot more out of it because I made sure I did all these side quests and, and things like that. Did no. you get the Knights of the Round? <laughs> no, Chris. I, I didn't, okay? <laughs> Shit. Dude. Fucking embarrassing. This motherfucker didn't get the Knights of the Round. <laughs> hey, Chris, did you? I'm working on it. I'm working on it! Is he DLC? Is he DLC? (laughs) You fight the icon yet, dude? Come on. Oh, if Knights of the Round is DLC, though. Oh, I'll buy it. You know what's weird? I don't think Knights of the Round is in any other Final Fantasy game, except for 7. Dude, I just remember, like, our one friend just basically having the game play itself because of that. (laughs) Oh, where where it's like you do it and then you can like dupe the spell or or four times Yeah, it would just keep duping over and over and over and over and over. And he would just have that run like constantly in the background. So proud of himself. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, this is how you beat Diamond Weapon. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, no, you're right. Cool, dude. Cool. He's like a super cool dude. Hey, it's the best summon in the game. What can you say? What can you say? Oh wait, it's in it's in nine and it's in fifteen. No fucking way! I don't believe this, dude. You didn't even get it in fifteen. Oh, it's in fourteen. Hold hold on, hold on. It's in Final Fantasy fourteen, which basically doesn't. You grow up. That doesn't count. Final Fantasy fourteen is not real. That's in fifteen. Ah, that's you're you're stretching it. You're stretching it. Say it's in fifteen. I can't wait to watch that in the. Second part of this. Oh my. Do you think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be in the second part. You don't think so? I think it's good. They're saving that bad boy. I'm so confused with Final Fantasy VII's second part. Is it not. Wait, is there going to be a third part? Yeah. No, I'm I'm confused in the sense that, like, okay. Uh oh. They should have just called it part two, Devin. They should have just called it part two. It's called Rebirth, baby, dude. Dude, you can't do that, man. You can't. Why not? Because they're Kingdom Heartsing it. (laughs) To the point where they're out Kingdom Hearts in Kingdom Hearts now. Dude, no because way. there's like there's they got like longer ever- to go before they get close dude, to that. Dude, there's like Evergrand retrograde, like then there's like the 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 mobile phone named one dude. I'm listen, having a hard listen, time. The mobile phone, Final you don't Fantasy. Word. There's there's Final Fantasy Seven remake. At least there's... the Kingdom Hearts that mattered were Kingdom Hearts One, Kingdom Hearts Two, Kingdom Hearts Three. 
The rest was all gobbledygook nonsense that see, you could watch a YouTube video about. See, I'll tell you this right now. That's I don't know which one statement you've ever made. No, the, the first three the aren't the only bottom. ones that matter, and that's the problem. But they all, the problem is they all mattered. Chris, if you want to, Chris, if you wanted to continue the Final Fantasy like game, the Final Fantasy VII remake, what game do you buy? Like just off the top of your head, which game do you buy? Rebirth. That's correct. He but also, you it. just said it. Yeah, that's the only reason well, I, I know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to say. That's the name I, of the I, game. I, I, you, I, if I didn't know, if Devin just didn't say it, I would have just said Final Fantasy VII. And I would have thought that would have been the final part. I had no clue they were breaking yeah. it up into three parts. Yeah, it's I, three parts. I just found that out. But, like, they should at least call it Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, Part nah, 3. Nah, dude. Because they like, all mean something, apparently. No, they don't. That's they the problem. Do. They really don't. In a world where everything has a subtitle, like, <laughs> the reason people would say, are you playing for Armored Core or Fires of the Rubicon? Six. No, Armored Core 6. It, yeah, they're calling it Armored Core 6. Yeah. At least put the number in there. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII. No, but it's Final Fantasy VII Part Two. You want Final Fantasy VII Part Two Rebirth? Get out of here! Listen, Devin, I am I. I understand Steve's fear because who yeah, knows? Maybe. Who's to say that after Part Two comes out, there isn't going to be a, a Apex Soul a Star Shine Final oh, no. Fantasy VII? Here, here's the Redo. problem, guys. It's not, even, the... it's not even a problem. That will happen, and you just gotta ah! you just gotta be comfortable knowing that's gonna happen, ah! and then be like. Hey, Devin, I'll like, ask your question. Yeah, let, what's the one with you? Listen, I'll tell you this right now. What came first, Kingdom Hearts 358, two days, or Kingdom Hearts uh, Birth by Sleep? Birth, Birth by, by sleep? sleep? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, uh, not, is actually, it? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's you know dumb. what would have helped? If they just put the numbers. Of when you're supposed to play those games, Requiem yeah. for Hoagie. That's the Yuffie. Right? <laughs> ah, Not, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yes, that is. Listen, you one. know there's going to be can, some sort of Yuffie ass DLC for Vincent can, in Seven yeah, Rebirth. But like, you can do that for side stories, but like for the main meat of the game, don't do that, dude. You're getting you're getting well, Vincent. Like, DLC, if, the, if the Last of Us Part Two was called The Last of Us. Here we go again. Actually, that would be kind of Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Here we go again. Never mind. I'll remove myself from this conversation. I'll play the fuck out of that. Oh, here it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even call it part two. (laughs) Here we go again. Here we go again. Oh, (laughs) shit. Here we go. Oppenheimer 2. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Steve, it's real easy, right? Yes. If you want to play Kingdom Hearts, you play Kingdom Hearts 1, then Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, then 2, then Recode It, then 358 slash 2 Days, then Birth by Sleep, then Dream Drop, Drop Distance, then Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Like, this is simple, guys. I don't understand what's complicated about this. Then Kingdom Hearts X back cover, then Kingdom Hearts 3. Come on, people. If PlayStation 5 offered a service in which I could plug my head into the system <laughs> to just g- download the memories of me playing all of the little games in between Final Fantasy 7, I would do it in a heartbeat. I think that's I just called a YouTube video. video. No, no. I want the experience of playing it, Devin. In I mean, the, brain. Uh, in my fucking okay. brain. I was going to say, like, there is, there. I think there's literally, it's just called, like, 
Kingdom Hearts the Everything Edition or whatever. Okay, and so like, remake fucking head. Remake, rebirth, regret. That's gonna be the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to I just re- I just need to remember that, okay? I just need to remember that they're doing like an RE thing with all of them. Yeah, because Ever Crisis is the mobile one, but that's not that's like not and, but that's then there's like the crisis at all. core too, and that kind of throws me off. Listen, you just want to know who Zach is? You play Crisis Core. Listen, these have, it's not like these things haven't been around forever. I know, but like Crisis Core has be, been around since I, dude, the I'd be so dude. embarrassed if I tried to buy, if I tried to buy the new Final Fantasy VII part, and then I ended up buying Crisis Core or like well, something. I mean, Come think on. about all the moms that have to. You don't. Buy you don't games. think. Uh, you don't think. Uh, oh, I'd set you straight, Steve. I mean, come on, this is the one you got. No, I think you would. It would be like the digital equivalent of like pulling my pants down in front of the gym class. You're like, oh, I got rebirth for real cheap. It was only twelve bucks. Like, rebirth. You bought the wrong one. You bought Integrade. That does, that can't go over water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got real power. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't know you anymore. You know, I just <laughs> somebody's just gonna make that you. mistake. Yeah, I just I'm unknow you. Of, I'm gonna be honest. It's probably gonna be me. That somebody's gonna make that yeah. mistake. Devin, probably not because he's Chris buys to... Final Fantasy VIII remastered. <laughs> I got it, guys. I got dude, it. Can't wait to series. play it. Can't wait to play it, guys. What dude, the Chris? Would... That's the one with Squall in it. What the fuck is this? Our noses start bleeding. <gasps> Squall, and then we oh. just drop dead. What yeah. the fuck am I playing? Has he been dead the whole fucking time? Oh, somebody gets it. What somebody gets it. Dude, <laughs> dude, this guy watched a YouTube video. Yeah, this guy watched a YouTube video, dude. He knows. He knows the fan theories. He's telling me Chris going to get confused. He's locked in. Yeah, there's one thing yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty uh, good at. Look, at reading, reading through the lines, you know, in between the lines. <laughs> yeah. Sequels. Oh man! But uh, uh, hey, somebody's man. gonna make a mistake, and they're gonna be laughed at. And, you know, whoever it is, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be me. It'll be me. Um, Some be days honest. I just I just start looking at your trophies, and I just compare it, and I just silently judge. I'll have my bottle, my bottle of of hard liquor. You know, just be like, "Fuck, can't believe this." Can't believe it took Chris this long. Look at how many days it took you to get to, from one trophy to another. You know, there's gonna I'll be a do the math. I just insult you in front of a group of people, and then you're gonna be like Strauss, just sitting there taking it. <laughs> sad, like. But you know, you know, you know what I'll do. Yeah, you'll take away my security. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, dude! Uh, no more opinions for you, Chris. Yeah, can't do the podcast anymore. God. It's so funny because, like, sometimes it's like, yes, the stakes are high at Oppenheimer, but then they get like so dramatically, hilariously small. It's so spiteful. It's fun. All right, yeah. I don't. I don't want to speak. Um, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard delay acquisition and push for UK sixty-eight seven seven billion deal now delay. Oh, is that the new Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> I read it so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they they pushed it back. They delayed it because uh, they're trying to get the UK on board. Because I think they want it to be clean. They want a clean sweep. People have been 
mad. Who's mad? Mad about the Diablo season pass. Oh, oh, Diablo. Yeah. yeah. Steve, you know how I avoid that madness? Don't play the game. Easy. So I watched a video essentially of somebody playing the game. And apparently, <laughs> like, if you play on console, there's like a little lag when you're going through like the menus, like with the like the triggers. Okay. And you have to hit the button once to go over to the map screen to see like your like mission goals or something. But the thing is, there's a little bit of lag. So like you might accidentally hit it twice and oh, it'll take boy. you over to the battle pass. And it is a one. All you have to do is hit the X button once on that screen and it will instantly buy with no confirmation. The oh, battle pass. oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so I've just been watching people go, what? i think i think i'm not gonna lie i think i kind of like that like it's horrible that is so goddamn funny the devil's yeah dude don't play this game if you don't accidentally buy shit it's easy you got it yeah um what what was i gonna say oh apparently they i don't know this was officially a screw up but like i heard one of the patches they they nerfed everything. They nerfed all the characters, and then they were like, that was a fuck up. We will fix this. We're sorry. Yeah, they, they basically made it like, so there are like 10 main skills from all the classes that everybody uses because they're the yeah. most optimized. They they shrunk that down to like six <laughs> or like four, like even less. <laughs> oh, my god! So goodness. it's like, what? Like you remember we were talking about before about it's fun being overpowered in Diablo mm-hmm. games. Yeah, they just pulled the rug out from under that. Why? One. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know. It's not even a competitive game. Let these people go wild. I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I guess it's the games as a service thing that's just like a tumor on this whole thing. They're like, we have to restrict them for having too much fun or else they'll never come back. I'm going to be honest. It's so blatantly clear when you play Diablo floor, floor, when you play <laughs> Diablo four is so blatantly clear that there are problems that are baked in that will be fixed. And only they're only there because it's a games as a service. Uh, yeah. Because they want to be, they want to be known as being useful. You know, like they're gonna mm-hmm. add, they're gonna change the it's game. causing problems to fix later. Yeah, dude. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's yeah. it's was that forced obsolescence? Like that's what. It yeah, feels. you're ensuring that your team has easy work to remedy later, so you're you're still necessary. That's fucking scummy. That's fucking scummy. Well, scummy. I'm sure a lot of that is definitely on like the CEO at like top top brass end like i'm sure the game devs like would love to put out like you know just like a high quality game but people are like "Ah, i gotta make sure we put all these paywalls in to make sure we're getting money constantly or else you need to watch out and they're like probably like damn they're just following orders huh (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh my goodness i mean you're probably right but still Uh, like the fact that they're in and doing this is it makes me it makes me feel it makes the whole thing feel cheap yeah and um like they're trying to get something over on me which that's not fun when you're playing a game i hate that like there's so much like have to have your head on a swivel with um with games nowadays i mean like how else do you show worth on a triple a game 
then not have problems in it that you need to fix later on. That you build that you build it. Like how else? How else I think there are still companies that like you can guarantee yourself a good game, like from software. I think yeah, they, yeah. you know, if you're, right. you, you're, you're getting a, a high quality, high marks, you're going to get yourself a, a, a grade a or higher game with a from software title. Um, I could, I at one point you could say the same about CD project red. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Until... gonna tell you, this, this purchase of Activision blizzard, don't mm-hmm. let the door hit you on the, your ass on the way out. Get the fuck yeah. out. Get out. No, get you're right. Out. <laughs> You are right. You are right. Um, I don't care. But yeah, like, you know, I think there's still companies out there that put out like those games you don't need to worry about, but they're becoming fewer and fewer because there's too many hands that are like getting like reaching into the coffers. So like this might bite me on the butt, but I like Spider-Man 2 is a game. I don't I don't think I got to worry about it. Oh, no, I I agree with you completely. I, I, I agree. I'm like, hell yeah. So I had a trailer and I was like, I mean, I'm in. Spider-Man, the first game, was fine when it came out. Like, there was yeah. you know, no issues with it. Like, what was people's main complaint? A puddle didn't have the same reflection? Like, come yeah. on, guys. If, right. that's your, if that's your big problem, then maybe you don't have actual problems to worry about. Yeah, this feels like uh, a AAA game in Diablo 4. Feels like yeah. a, a AAA game that they're going to add A's to later. Hmm. Kind of makes me. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of makes me a little concerned about Baldur's Gate just because it's like the same style of game. I bought it. it, Are you? Oh, goddamn! You sold me on it, Chris, last week. I'm gonna tell you something, man. And this is the good sign. I thought Chris was gonna be like, "I'm not buying. (laughs) I'm out." (laughs) I I traded it. Um, I (laughs) I read somewhere that a bunch of game companies are coming out against Baldur's Gate three, and they're saying. Don't expect this level of scale in RPGs in our games. Wait, this sets, this sets a bad standard. They, they're literally <laughs> they're saying like, we can't do this. Please don't expect this from us. Guys, this is impossible. Then how come they did it? <laughs> Shut up. That's why. Because like, we're not we're not fucking nerds. That's why. <laughs> what they're gonna like, say? There, there are some independent companies that are like, okay, I sort of understand where they're coming from because they're not gonna have the budget. But then right. they're like Insomniac, and I, I there's a, another company that came out against them. We're like, oh yeah, no, we we can't do that. <laughs> it. <laughs> and it that makes me feel happy about Baldur's Gate three. So it's gonna be, have that much of an impact, you know. <laughs> that's little little rumor mill stuff brewing i think it's it's a good sign for the game mm. yeah it, it's like when people came out against elden ring for the ui and like the ux and like they were completely off base and knew not what people actually want in right game, and they got upset about it so i'm happy with that completely this year has been bangers both movies and games yeah, yeah, it's been a good year. Yeah, I think. I mean, T T. I think TV's been the the sleeper, unfortunately. Well, you know, I just. Yeah, I mean, I I watch some very good TV. Most of it has ended so. this year. Yeah, like yeah. the good stuff is over. <laughs> I, I think I think like that Barry finale just kind of like just didn't not it not landing was like so like gut wrenching. 
Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Mm. I think we all kind of feel that way now, right? Yeah. Like, it just yeah. wasn't a good way to end that. It just it was, was... You could not, say... A whimper. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's not to say there's not great TV. I, I think Yellow Jackets was, you know, still very strong. Mm-hmm. The bear, I think the Bears, honestly, might be the most... Ex- the best show. I think... <sighs> maybe the best show I've seen so far this year. I think Ted Lasso and, and Barry both had kind of underwhelming ends. Yeah. That's me. I walked away feeling kind of underwhelmed. Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, like that came out of left field where it's like, this is the end. And like being, yeah. Oh wait, this is your last season. Like that kind of changed my perspective on it where I was like, this would be fun for like, you know, just a normal season. This would be fine. But the fact that this is like your end note, your well, song song. Weird. they were just kept trying to be so cute about it. And I was like, yeah, fucking that's tell that's me if it's over or not. Like, yeah, we all know. And I was like, dude, I don't, it's, you're not that interesting, dude. Chill out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I mean, Hey, I, I still watch some, uh, oh, you know what I actually, uh, did I, I caught up on, um, What's that? Secret Invasion. Uh, it's. I heard some controversy uh, about this about a squirrel. Oh, I don't know if I saw that episode. Oh, Jesus. dude! Really? Uh, well, you spoilers, know, I, I, dude. I'm telling you right now. I don't care what it. It's not controversial. I don't care what it is. People, unless that squirrel says January sixth. No, no, we talked about it last week. We talked what? about it last week. The, it what? was the thing John told us that Rhodey. Oh, oh, scroll. Right. I thought you said squirrel, too. Yeah, dude, that's what, I thought... Wait, no, I thought that's what John said. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> oh, you, sir, are making a joke. <laughs> making a joke. Okay. Oh, I, don't like I, I honestly wasn't making a joke. Oh, I literally thought... I'm mad. That John you thought that, was, that show's about Steve? I know what it's about, but I thought he was <laughs> saying that Rhodey was a scroll that was using his scroll powers to hide to become a squirrel. Yeah, Whoa. dude, did you get hit in the head? <laughs> what? I hey, uh, you know what? No, um, you know, no, this is, this is that didn't happen. Because I also horrible. thought, I also thought, I was like, maybe there's a squirrel girl reference that whatever yeah, it is. You know? like, I, I thought it was a squirrel girl thing. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, no, yeah, and here's the thing: like, I actually kind of liked how they went about it because, like, it's not some grand reveal. They're just like. Oh, yeah, he's clearly a scroll. Like he's he's an asshole. Um, there are fun moments where, like, you this is not worse than it is, but you're like, oh wow, this is like actors getting to like kind of act a little bit, you know? <laughs> uh, there's there's not even like a lot of bullshit, right? There's not even like, oh, we got to talk about the MacGuffin. It's just like Sam Jackson telling this cool story in a way that only Sam Jackson can do. And then it's just like pretty good to watch. So I have a, I have a very pressing question. I'm very interested in with this. Sure. How do you introduce super scrolls without the fantastic four? Um, I mean, they've, how does that work? How do you do that? Yeah, pretty easily. Evidently. So wait, uh, <laughs> like they are, do they have the powers of the fantastic four? No. So, I mean, Super Scroll is just like, he was like, I mean, in the comics, right? He was just like this 
scroll experiment. And uh, this guy uh, is basically, he's, you know, it's, it's, hey, if you watch Captain Marvel, the whole impetus of the show is that Nick Fury and Captain Marvel were like, hey, you guys can live here and we will find you a new planet. And basically there are splinters of the scroll community that are on earth that are like, fuck this. We're tired of waiting. Let's just take earth, you know? And, um, one of the comments is like, well, what about the Avengers? And this guy's like, you didn't think I, you think I haven't thought about the Avengers. You, you don't think I thought about this problem. And there's like, a, you know, one of the characters kind of comes across this screen, uh, you know, this uh, something they weren't supposed to see, of course. And, uh, you know, and it's like, ex- there's documentation about extremists, extremists, um, uh, Obsidian coal. There's like all this super powered shit. So like their version of a super scroll is like, what is in the MCU now? So it's like ah. the guy gets shot. Right. But he's like an extreme. He's got extremist powers. I'm going to I'm I'm barking on that one. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's like I mean, to answer your question, that's that's exactly how we on it. So Um, big bad movie boy is barfed on this one. Barf, barf, barf. Once once you get a big bad movie, that's the thing. If you see the most movies in a week, you get the the yeah, you get the barf on one thing. (laughs) You get barf on one thing on any anything. That's I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Taking it all out. Okay. Well. Well, I guess you can't barf on the the rumor that Dune Two might possibly be delayed. Uh, I got a lot distracts. of barf in me, man, but <laughs> you, can't use, you can't use it, my guy. Oh my gosh, that would be awful. um, that would, that be would suck, wouldn't that? Wouldn't that be yeah, I'm not the worst? What else? Yeah, but like here? you know, that's that's the thing. That's why they're striking. You know. To be like, Dune, hey, they, they don't want Dune. They don't want Dune two to come out. I would strike the same way. No, fuck you, this movie. <laughs> no, there's too much spice in this. That's movie. not fuck what it. the strike's about, Devin. Fucking bullshit ass worm. I didn't get cast as a worm. Hey, I didn't you know. know I needed my worm card to all, get cast in the worm all movie. These, all these CEOs, all they got to do is just pay some people a little more money and take care of them a little better, and we'd get Dune two. We get a worm. So your move, your move, Mr. Yeah, what Hollywood. Do think, what do you think WGA stands for? Worms Guild of America. <laughs> well, worms going spice, shit. And, and SAG is Spice Actors. Shit. Spice Advocate Guild. Uh, SAG. Yeah, sense. well, yeah, they're all cahoots. Hey, hey, wait, real quick. Did did you hear this fun bit of, of, of trivia? Uh, some Christopher Nolan was doing like a, a podcast. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, I heard yeah somebody asked them, they're like, hey, Christopher Nolan, what's your, like, one of your, like, remote drop movies? Meaning, like, what's all, you know, if you're, like, flip, flipping through, what's, like, a movie that will be on that you will just, like, put the controller down? And uh, he's like, oh, Talladega Nights for sure. <laughs> yeah, he, so said, he said he said Kubrick movies and Talladega yeah. Nights, which I think. Yeah, the guy's like, wait, like, Ricky Bobby? He's like, dude, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> he's like, does Will Ferrell know about this? He's like, he does now. So, I mean, yes, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad a guy that human, take, that puts himself what? out there as super serious as Christopher Nolan is like, oh, I love Delegated Nights. Put Will that Ferrell so good in the next Christopher Nolan movie as a super <laughs> serious character. 
That's a, I love I love hearing that about directors that are really really serious. Like I remember yeah. Kubrick came out and said like he thought White Men Can't Jump was the best movie of that year. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. It's really humanizing. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's always fun. It's always fun to see that stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, I hope Doom Two comes out. That would suck. I would uh, I would worry for Chris. Let's let's yeah, love because like I would be I'd be like super bummed. Chris would be inconsolable. I'd be in a bad place. Why I'm do we see- even wake up in the morning? I want to see that worm again. That's what I would keep saying. Let me see that worm. Yeah, dude. They keep oh, they keep cock blocking us with those worms. They're like, you know, the worm, but it's all blurry. Oh, look, it's so far away. Oh, give me that worm, but most of it's in the sand. You're gonna be riding that motherfucker. I'm fucking better, dude. Gotta Come ride. on. You gotta ride the worm, dude. Can't wait. Ride that thing. Yo, ride the worm, baby. Uh Harley Quinn season four trailer. I watched this. This looks so many feet. Looks good. Looks good. Dude, I love the aspect of Harley being a good guy and Poison Ivy being a villain. Yeah, because she's like she's like president of the villains, right? Or she's working with Lex Luthor. Yeah, and then... Lex Luthor called her a CEO. <laughs> Damn it, <yeah. laughs> I like that they're just they're still you know you can't have a show like this and actually have stakes. So I love yeah. that it's just kind of still it's keep silly. it goofy, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And there's a lot of butts and shit and teddies in this this season, this trailer. Like it's it's what I want. You know what? There's not enough butts and titties in the One Piece trailer. What? They're kids, Devin. Are they? Anime is is. I don't know. Real I'm, flexible. I'm, I'm diving in in waters that are unknown to me. Yeah, I don't me know what this it. is. I don't know. I'm not interested in this. This is oh, so is so far out of my. I don't abide its existence. <laughs> does that help? <laughs> I feel like they keep making the wrong animes into real things. Animes. Yes. Like um, they're like, we're gonna make One Piece into a live action show, and it's like, what? Wait, is One no, Piece over yet? And they're like, no, no. Well, I also I don't even know if it's over, but too, it, like it's like it's so ridiculous, like visually and like. Just stylistically, I like and to like think yeah. it's the Zoomers mash. Yeah, but like they're gonna they're gonna watch d- it. They are the they are sitting on animes that are like like you can dude make us a Golgo thirteen ass real live action anime. <laughs> that's just that's just super sexist at this point. You know what you know what I like about these live Golgo would be canceled so fast, dude. You know Come you on. know what I really enjoy about these live action remakes. If I'm mm. honest, and this is kind of a this is a jab. I'm taking a jab here, Devin. Give it to me. When they come out and they try to adapt them, and they realize that the story is razor thin because it's an anime, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, it not only is it razor thin, but it's like one arc, so it's like yeah, it's just like I and it's I I blame anime. I blame this most anime. I think it's also stereotypical and it follows a lot of tr- tropes. And I think most people, when, once they see it in live action, they see the they see the meat, they see the the bones that are uh, that anime, and it's shocking for them. They keep I'm choosing honest. animes that are like so 
so like uh, rizzed up. I'll use yeah, the phrase rizzed up well, that's in the thing. style. Steve, exactly. You can't yeah. capture that style in live action. Exactly. Like, that's that the thing. Cowboy is. Bebop's Cowboy Bebop's live action. Cowboy Bebop is all riz, all style. Like, yeah, dude. it's so cool. And when you take away like that element, it's just like sitcom. Oh. It looks like a sitcom. Yeah, it's it's a oh, they're hitmen. Okay, um, oh, it's like a hitman sitcom. Got it. That's fun. Okay. And they're in space. Cool. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so I've only at the very least like it could be cool, but like you gotta try so hard because you gotta have somebody who has a vision. Yeah, you can't just like be putting like the Netflix live action anime department on it like to keep failing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one anime at you. I've only seen a few episodes of it, but I think if they turned it live action and stuck to its like premise, it would be kind of wild but like you have to take it like bone serious it can't be like all cutesy like kind of like this like one piece trailer not like um uh, 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 cowboy bebop i think if you did um uh, uh attack on titan well, there's a bunch of movies, like live action like, live movies. Action. Wait, like, there's live action? Because I, I just want to see, like... I mean, they're all... Yeah, they're all... People see, getting, like, eaten by giants. Because I think that would be easy to do, visually. I, I think, though, I think with Attack on Titan, you run into the idea that the Titans look fucking ridiculous. They look oh, fucking... Yeah. Completely ridiculous. It's, it's the thing where it's, like, if you go too wild with, like, the Titan design... Because, like, in my head, I don't have any, like, bias. So it's, like, it could just be, like giant looking people yeah i guess if you if you like change the way they look from the anime yeah it would work but like as far as an animation is concerned if i saw that in live action i would laugh because it looks yeah i just posted a picture of a of a live action i mean this is like you know they've they've tried it Oh, that doesn't look good at all, dude. Oh, oh. God. See, that's what I'm Never saying. Never mind. I take it back. Never mind. I take <laughs> it back. That's exactly back. what I'm saying. It looks fucking stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. I'm sorry. Things don't I... translate like that. I thought you were going to say, like, Spy X Family or something like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, Isn't that's, that like, kind of grounded. Um, uh, my classroom ass- assassination? Or uh, classroom assassination? Classroom assassination or something? I, I, it's not that, but... Uh, I don't um, know what that's about. It, it, it hurts me to say this, but I think there's some anime that only works when it's animated. Only. Yeah. And and if you try to make it into live action, you realize that there's not a lot of substance there, and it's all style. And that's a problem. That's, I think, a problem, because then you have to fill in the gaps, either in the substance area or in the style. It should be more stylistic than it, it should be substantial. I mean, Attack on Titan's like insanely intricate in terms of the storytelling. I understand. I'm that. not going to say it's it's crazy, but like you need f- a lot of seasons of a show. Like that's very hard to shorten. And I, I think on top think- of on top of the visual aspect, that's the other. Keep, keep in mind, I've only seen like two episodes, and the gist I took away from it is everybody gets eaten, and like just having a show where just like people are like our lives are miserable. And then a hand just comes down and picks one of them up and eats them. And then it just yeah. cuts to black. And it's like the credits roll. 
I can watch that weekly. Well, that's funny. <laughs> that's like stupidly hilarious. Oh, but yo, what if they made it like a sitcom? Like if it was like Cheers, but it was Cheers in the Attack on Titan universe. And at the end of every episode, a giant hand breaks into the wall and pulls out one of the patrons. I think uh, that's the only way live action. That's, that's the only way live action anime works when you're making fun of it. That's my opinion. I'm going to say it. Yeah. People may disagree with me. But I just don't think if you don't have a lot of substance in the actual anime, which most anime doesn't, I'm sorry to say, it it, it if you're just trying to recapture the style, it's not going to work. I feel like there are grounded animes out there begging to be made. And they have like those wild anime elements in it, sure. But they're in real life settings. They're in like modern day. Like... I just think that a lot of what makes anime special is the fact that they can get away with the unreal easier. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, what, that's what like, I don't get. Cause I think it's like people would rather make an like live actions of the more popular animes rather than the animes that aren't as popular, but are more um, realistic in grounded. a sense of turning into a live action. Yeah. Show. I think that's, that's somewhat true. I think that I think the the most popular animes, and that's what makes them great, is that they are all beautiful style. Like they're just of a yeah. very concerted effort to make this thing as much of this thing as possible. Mm-hmm. It is not concerted with storytelling as much or character development. It's just how do we increase the the style impact of our show. Mm-hmm. And it and it um, most anime betrays character and plot to do it, and that's fine because it works within that anime. It works within that that animation, and I don't think it always does work in in live action. I think it took me a while to come to that conclusion. Like I think Cowboy Bebop really is the one that sold me on that concept. Yeah, like Could... I just don't. It's hard to adapt. All anime is really hard to adapt because it's so culturally different. It really could they is. do. Guts, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Berserk, Berserk. Or, like, Fist of the North Star, where it's like kind of like a. But Fist of the North, you're just like okay, Mad Max, okay, the Punisher with the sword. Yeah, like, but like, and and the thing that makes Berserk, at least from like what I've been reading in the manga, so interesting is how fucking ridiculous and over the top it is. And yeah, it's really hard so, to right. capture that. Hardcore, Chris, Chris. I'm going to tell you on something, okay? We travel back in time. The year is 1993. We give the Berserk series to Sam Raimi. Oh, well. Whoa. <laughs> well. You see you that's that guy... story, right? What? what they, story? Uh, the creator of Guts thought, uh, uh, Berserk thought he was going to get sued by Sam Raimi. <laughs> what? No shit. Because really? like, cause like, yeah, because they all thought they're like, was one based off of the other. And he's like, around the time he was creating the character, like Evil Dead. Army of Darkness was like oh. just coming out. Yeah. And he was I like, never put, I never put two and two together. Oh, no. <laughs> God, that makes yeah. There's a lot of similarities between uh, Guts well, and, and Ash. Young Bruce Campbell as Guts. <laughs> that would be fucking cool. <laughs> I wouldn't deny that. I guess that's the thing, too, because he wouldn't take it as serious. He would have fun with it. And mm, I think that's yeah. the key. Like, 
Again, I'm shitting on anime. I'm going to continue it. I just want to make a point. I don't think there's, in most anime, majority of anime, there's a lot of story to create something that resonates with American audiences as a whole, especially in live action. And I think style is a big part of what anime is great, why it's great. Mm. And when that style's like, I would almost prefer like the creator of the anime doing the live action because at least that mindset and perception of that style is still there. That's that's my thing. I'm worried about Avatar, and that's an American anime. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm worried about that live action. I can't imagine that being good. I can't in any way, shape, or form. That that's that bugs me out more than anything. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like it works perfectly in the 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 way that it was done. I don't know if the style is going to transfer. But uh. yeah, I mean it won't. It just kind of like at this point though, we're, we're getting so many of these that like one of them has to hit. Like just something law of averages. It might not be one piece. Probably won't be one piece. I don't think they're. Yeah, I just don't think they're figured out the formula. Like, I just want there to be a good one. You know. They didn't. The, the, the chemists are still. They're not having. The alchemists haven't made gold yet. Yeah. Like it's mm. gold. And it's gotta. It's gotta be one of those things. And well, I think Steve's right. Where it has to be somebody of like the like mindset to make something like that. You know, kind of silly and stylistically over the top well chris why don't you just watch full metal alchemist that way you do some gold anime <laughs> Devin, full, full metal alchemist brotherhood do you remember that photo of that drawing of guts that you would always use uh, like it was like the really bad fan art of guts and we oh, <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i still think about this <laughs> oh, fuck. It's so good, dude. It oh makes man, eyes look all weird, like they're at like in different positions and everything. Yeah, that one's gold. If you can find that, Devin. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, give me give me a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no guts. Uh, guts rules. I don't know how we started talking about guts, but guts rules. Um, yeah, we're talking about anime. We're talking about anime. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, anime. Invincible season two tried a trailer, and that's technically that's not anime, but like, hell yeah, yeah, um, awesome. Uh, the Marvels has a trailer. It uh, looks good. Does not look bad, but looks good. Uh, although I saw a tweet, and uh, this isn't even saying anything new, but it was just like, man, this is like a, sh- a show or a movie that's, you know, for me to get the most out of it is is asking me to watch like two and a half Disney plus shows no thanks. and another movie. And they're just, every like, time I, I see this trailer, I feel concussed. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like you've woken up and it's a different world. Yeah. Like, like it, it, it feels so like that. Like I was in a coma <laughs> for like a year or two and they're just like, Oh, by the way, we're already on like our third Marvel's movie when it's not. Like, I guess they're starting to understand that they have a uh, finite amount of time to introduce these characters and make them interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess they know the shows aren't connecting, but this is like, I think a last ditch effort 
for Disney Plus to get people interested in this. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I yeah, I feel like it's like the train's just moving, you know, and they're just mm-hmm. like, all right. Bob Iger's like, I'd rather fuck over actors and writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll fix this, well, but I got I got fuck these guys over. You, first. You've heard the rumor, right? That he's thinking about not only selling the TV portions of Disney's assets like ABC and everything, but he, yeah. he's thinking about selling Disney. In Whoa! General, to Apple. Oh, ew! I don't that's like that. The, the rumor that's going around. Uh, I mean, that's that's. Does Apple have that kind of money? Dude, Apple's the biggest company in the world. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of fun. What would Disney go for, Like $700 trillion? Their TV department is valued at $8 billion. Yeah, I've I've been hearing that a lot of companies, Max included, have been tearing apart their assets to sell individually. Mm Mm-hmm. So they so, want they they don't want production costs anymore. They they would rather sell it to other streaming services to make their IPs and then just make whatever residual money. To I don't know. I, I feel like that's like that's just that's one superpower. Oh, that's a lot. I, it's a rumor. Like it's like a, Disney I mean, as a whole, or just Disney like Disney as a whole. The company Oof. of Disney would be sold okay. to Apple. You want your Mickey Mouse iPhone, buddy? Well, they they said recently that. So Hulu, they don't own Hulu 100%. They own yeah, 66% yeah. of Hulu. Mm. But in order to roll Hulu into Disney Plus, they need to buy that residual that remaining 33% 40, oh, 30, yeah. from Comcast. So they're going to be facing a loss in cash because they are going to do that. They're going to roll Hulu into Disney Plus. So they're going to have to spend money to do that. And yeah. It looks like the losses are outweighing the gains, and he's considering selling. Bob Iger is considering selling yeah. the whole thing, whole inch. Dude, could you imagine? Balk it. Woof! That would be wild. Be a bold move. Be a bold move. That might. That's like, I don't know. That's like monopolies. <sighs> Who knows? Well, Who my knows? parents own stock in Disney, which probably I will eventually own. And if that happens, I'd make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops, all yeah. my stock turned into Apple stock, too. What the hell? Yeah, and they're, like, <laughs> last time I checked, Disney was valued at like 87, and Apple's valued at like 181 a, a share. Mm. So it like almost triple in value. Yeah. Well, that would be if they did do that, their if Apple they TV would just destroy. Yeah. They would own everything. It would be a monster. It would be a huge monopoly. Did it, Apple <laughs> ever buy any companies? Cause I feel like they, they have ties to Paramount with their shows. Cause yeah, I always noticed own anything like, crazy. Like it's not like I, I heard a rumor that they were going to buy Sony for a while. That's interesting. Because they, oh, they have a lot of like cross promotion. They saw that PS5 and they're like, okay, yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Like it, like Steve said, they're like the biggest company in, in the world. Jesus. Yeah, there was like, there was like a, a pie like a pie graph showing like the sizes of all these companies, and like the biggest one was like Apple at like three point two trillion. Yeah, like that if you were to buy all of Disney, I would like. 
I don't think we're talking billion. Like they'd be like one point one trillion dollars or something. Maybe, like that, maybe. I don't so know. So goddamn, so much money, man. I don't know about that. I don't. He's know. He's got all this money. You know, I'll buy Disney if they're on sale. <laughs> I think it would be more in like the eighty to hundred billion level. That's me. Yeah. Well, that's because Chris right. doesn't. You don't. You don't think Avatar made a lot of money. well apparently i also read somewhere that uh, disney is making out this year for for its entertainment like they they are making more money than any other company oh they are yeah but they're still kind of having a i think a shit year altogether. well like everybody is it's like yeah 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 everybody is and like warner brothers them having a shit year is way more impactful than disney having a shit yeah exactly and Warner Brothers is definitely having a shit year. They got lucky with uh, with Barbie. Mm. So, uh, speaking of shit year, you know what a shit year? The Punisher. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into this. You don't like Pete Garrison or whatever the hell his name is? So, listen, I just want to read you guys this, right? Keith Garrison? Because, like, John <laughs> Keith Garrison. John Garrison, right? John Garrison. But, like, I just want to read you this, right? Because, like, sometimes I just go, like, man, comics. It's almost like comics never change, right? So if you're like, hey, what happened to Frank Castle? Well, in the Punisher miniseries written by Jason Aaron, after he became the chosen avatar of a god of murder, he resurrected his wife. Then his wife then stripped him of his newfound powers, and he was captured by the Avengers. Then... His wife revealed that she was actually about to ask him for a divorce on the day that she died. Then she took all of his money and then she left him. Then Frank decided to just magically annihilate himself. And that's why there's no Frank Castle. Women, right? <laughs> oh, can't live him. Can't live with him. Can't live without him. Yeah, he literally is like died, and she came back and took all of his money. Like that's She's so like, rare. Fuck you, dude. Imagine yeah. if Republicans heard about that. that was oh my god! Thing. Like I read that, and I was like, "Wow, Maria's a bitch." Like <laughs> I, I was like, "That's pretty hardcore, dude." I mean, I like how I like how they stated took all of his money. Like Frank, like Frank's, like my stocks, <laughs> Disney stocks. She cleaned me out. He's got alimony payments to make, man. Cap, she cleaned me out. Steve Rogers, come on. Don't get married to bitches. What can I say? That's what Cap yeah. should have got him freed up, and then he blew himself up. What kind um, of money does Frank Castle have? Dude, I, I bet you he's got a lot of bonds or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's the, he's a bond guy. He's sure. invested war bonds. He is invested shit. That guy is eating beans and steak at a, <laughs> at, at a bar. No, I'm just letting those letting those let them grow. Just let them cook. You know, I've just spent the entire my entire history shooting people. I was never saving. They <laughs> just need to stop doing Punisher. They just need Dude. to stop. Well, yeah. yeah, John Garrison is is the guy. Why? Stop making Punisher comics. Because you need a guy that shoots people with a with a skull face, I guess. That's why. Because Apple needs... He looks like an iPhone, funny enough. Quit it. Just Wait, stop. does he have like a silly suit? Yeah. Well, I mean, his like his outfit's like very... 
Yeah, just click the link. You'll, you'll see it's some... that that image. Oh, that it looks Punisher, like he has a pause button on his chest. Yeah, that Punisher yeah. symbol has been so co-opted at this point. It's just not yeah. worth it. Like just yeah. Just... Oh, was it? He he was like a samurai for a while. Well, it's not even that. It's just like yeah. how bad like that that Punisher symbol means now. I it's say turn him into a clown. Like turn him, call him into the Punisher. Yeah, there you go. Like make he's him constantly <laughs> slipping. On, he's slipping on banana peels and and running backwards through cornfields. Like you know, just like that's where the character assassination comes in. Nobody wants yeah. to yeah. write this character anymore. They're they're fed up. Uh, or make him like Austin Powers. <laughs> Like he should be resurrected in the future, and they're like nobody does things like that anymore, Frank. And he's like, "What's <laughs> wrong?" It, Demolition Man, Ooh. Demolition Man, Frank Castle. That'd be fun. And like he's wrong though, because the world <laughs> yes. sin is much more peaceful and like happy, and he can't handle it. And he's like, what about all the people I can shoot? And you're like, that's not really a thing anymore. Dude, no, that's really like objectively that. horrible. Yeah, we don't do that shit. But what happened when Simon Simon Jigsaw shows up? Well, like, oh, he that, shows up. I mean, that's essentially just Captain America. But <laughs> oh. That's kind of fun, though. That would be fun. Where it's like, right? what about Captain America? Oh, dude, that, di- that guy died of old age. Oh. Like, nobody cares oh, okay. about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're much better off. What about Dr. Doom? Oh, you mean the guy who saved humanity and has <laughs> made us all peaceful? What? what? Oh, shit. Oh, I gotta go remedy that. We're happy. Stop. Frank, we're really good here, dude. You don't stop it. He convinces AI was a good thing. Oh, no. Damn it. No, they don't uh, make that. They gotta keep trying to make money off. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, PS5 Pro. You know what? I think I'd buy it. I think I, I would. I mean, if it wasn't, if it wasn't embarrassing looking. Nah, how, I'd how still you, buy it. You still fuck it up like that, right? <sighs> like, look of it. How do you, you do it again? <laughs> how do you do it again? Right. Hell. I'm almost interested to see how how what else they could do to it, you know. Oh. I think I, I think I'd go into the other direction with it. Wait, you make the wings bigger? No, it's just like, all right, how? What are your other fucked up bad ideas physically? <laughs> Dude, I want just make it drool. Yeah, make it drool. Make it yeah, like, like make you do the touch. It farts, <laughs> farts once every day. It farts. It says inappropriate things when other people yeah. are in the room with you. Like curse words just form onto it when it gets hot, like slurs. Like it's slurs. yeah, yeah, bad slurs when people come into the room. Yeah, like, and uh, and then it tries to like cover it up. It's like you know what he's doing, and parts of it just shoot off across your room, and you Ooh. gotta like put it put them back in, or else the console breaks. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, you know, games. It's a game within itself. The normal stuff. Oh, your joystick's drifting again. Like it says that. <laughs> To let you know your Joy-Cons are drifting around. Yeah. What is yeah. wrong with you? What did you do to that thing? Yeah. Oh, you must have spiked this into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess I just, I think about, like, my experience with my PS4 Pro. And honestly, I, I was I was happy with it. Like, I, I did not regret buying that, which I was worried about. 
I think uh, that's a, that's a huge jump though, because I think the PS4, which was handled by a very different department of Sony, and then they gave the PS5 to what's his name, Jack Ryan. Oh boy! Like well, the Jack uh, Ryan Sony has been so the Tom Clancy know. guy is the reason why this shit looks <laughs> like crap. <laughs> But I think the I think that's less Jack Ryan. That's more whoever's like in charge of the system specs, right? That's not Jack Ryan. Maybe, but like that's the thing. You know? Like you know, I mean, it's I, a different I, guy I in feel, charge for sure. I, yeah, I feel like that it's just been like a different, and that's the thing. Like the pro might be like them writing the ship again, like design wise and kind of like you know, the slims are always generally a, a step it, up. It looks like yeah. a Wi-Fi router. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I will say my black flaps infinitely made it look better. I imagine, yeah, yeah. But I guess it's gonna be. I, I was just thinking. I was like, oh my god, am I really gonna be that fucking asshole? I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, like, I, I see I the PlayStation Five. I look at it. And I'm like, dang, that looks bad. And then when I see the Xbox Series X, I say, this looks like nothing. I, well, like it that's doesn't okay. even register as like a console or like anything to do anything in on the square like, that's under my cabinet that it, I forget. Exists yeah, on. it looks like a subwoofer. Well, that's like saying like I'd rather sit in the uncomfortable chair because the plain looking chair looks. No, like, you're right. You, I agree with like you. <laughs> but like, I, and like you know, I know it's like a portable console, but I, I feel like the Switch was the one that had like the most like least ah, i don't even know what to say like i don't know it's just like when i see it i'm like okay that's a nintendo switch like well, I, I see it my brain registers it i look at the playstation 5 and i say i wish this looked like the playstation 4 because that was a good looking system you're right and and i i look at the xbox and it looks like a subwoofer yeah you know, like, like yeah the know? xbox series x looks like the box that my modem came in and but then like, my rather... PlayStation 5 looks like the modem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's very true. That's a good point. I guess it's like a question of style where do you want something to disappear or do you want something you need to look at all the time? I'm going to yeah. be this guy and I'm sure I'll get yelled at. I still think the GameCube is an attractive system. I know it was like the Fisher yeah. Price with the handle, but also in my head, I see it. I go, this looks like something you play games on you know what i actually think the sexiest looking um i think the sexiest looking nintendo console was mm. the wii but yeah i really love the wii u console not the stupid controller but the actual you're talking console. about the actual console yeah it was, it was just like a, a sexual version of the wii yeah yeah it was just a cool little it's put it right there it's black sleek just sat there yep. didn't bother anybody real mm-hmm. slick like well, yeah. What was everybody's favorite console design, like that you had, or you oh, saw other people have? Man, um, I personally, I really liked the original PlayStation. Yeah, the PlayStation was the original really was dope. I look, uh, always look like something that belonged in an entertainment center, but you knew played video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sixty four. Probably not. I I really like. Actually, I think the Sega Genesis looked cool too. See, the place the the, the sixty four had like hills. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, stylistically, it oh, it stood out too much. 
it's bad for storage. Like I still have my 64 in the other room. It is like, it just doesn't like, you can't put like the games on it, like for storage. Like that's what the regular Nintendo was good at. The regular Nintendo was just a square ass square. And you just put the games on top of it. Cause like right now I have my, I have games on my PlayStation five. Like I have Mm -hmm. cases and they look, they look, they sit there fine. Mm Hmm. Whereas, like, something like the N64, I just don't think there was that stackable quality no. to it. I think that's that's needed. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, PlayStation uh, PlayStation 1, you could do that with, definitely. Yeah. PlayStation 2, you could yeah. do that with, definitely. PlayStation 3, you couldn't do that three, with? Because that was three, uh... I mean, you kind of could, but that's when they, they kind of got away from, like, just a flat console and kind of started rounding the parts. Yeah, and then the, the PlayStation four, Oh, they went back to that sleek. Like, dude, those like little ramps. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I loved about the pro. It was just like, here's one extra here's, ramp. Yeah, and that's how you know it's better looking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're right. Fuck yeah, dude, I'm a billionaire with this. Thing. Uh, the Xbox look like a uh, George Foreman girl. It really yeah. did. It was, it was stupid. Like I kind of forget what the revamp of the PlayStation three looked like. There's a the slim, yeah. PS3 the slims always look better. Yes, you know the the like the last generation of the, the PS3 slim, slim actually doesn't, doesn't look, look that great. bad. The middle one, the middle slim, was the good looking one. The one with the thing that you fold over, like, yeah. The one that actually looks like when a they got rid of the automated grill. thing, yeah. And you had to like slide the whole top, yeah. Because yeah, I have a PS3 slim currently, and that's not bad looking. Um, it's just bad because of like I just think about that thing. I was like, oh, what a not great console that was. So at the, the end other of the day, the other day I went to um a new uh like sushi restaurant. It's that place that uh, your mom was talking about, Chris. Oh, the place. Yeah. 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 To, um, yeah. Yeah. That place next to the pizza place. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, one. Okay. I went there on their grand opening. And, you know, keep in mind, nobody knows that they're open yet. So there was like nobody there. And like, it is a family run business. Like, you know, like the mom was running everything while like the son was like sitting at a booth and like he looked bored out of his brain. And it reminded me that um, like back in the day, you would just see kids just playing on a Game Boy. Like, and I kind of miss that, like just like being a thing, like whether it was like classic Game Boy or like um like a like a, a game boy advance wait like i say, feel what well, people like, do that with the switch don't they no i i yeah but you, i feel like you don't see as many people just like out and about with the switch because i feel like it's like oh i got this big thing and i'm like you know like i'm you have to like plan to take the switch out uh, while see. the game boy you could just throw that sucker in your book bag hmm. it's um, a little bit more expensive than the game boy was right yeah oh yeah like Game Boy, that was like a hundred dollars. Well, keep in mind, I you know I don't know the like the money translations. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like that dynamic of just like having something that was dedicated for just like gaming that you would quickly shove into your book bag or like your like just like your daily rotation. Because like I just remember like just jamming out to like Link's Awakening or like when we were in your bathroom and you would just have the Game Boy on the shelf there when we would play yeah, WarioWare. baby. Dude, that was like the, like it made me so sad to just see this kid sitting there. And like, that's the thing. Like 
you know, I know we all have iPads and iPhones now and like kids are just like hooked on them. But that just felt like a moment where I was like, I want to see this kid playing on a Game Boy. Like, I feel like he would have so much fun with it. All right. So I, I did the inflation over. calculator. Okay. The original Game Boy is $89.99. So $90 in 1989 is equivalent to $221. Oh, man. 45 cents. So Game Boy was chunker. It was a chunker, boy. Yeah, but that thing, like, could survive... Sure. Yeah, died. dude, it was in Iraq. Like, did you ever yeah. see the the Iraq Game Boy that like? I think they recently the they recently shut that down. I think no. I saw some story. They were like, All right, "It's time." Yeah, but like, I think a I think a Game Boy could survive a small caliber bullet better than a Switch. Sure, but I mean, <laughs> I don't need it to. I know time. that, but like, you have to understand, like, what people's mentality. Would you rather take out the Game Boy or the Switch? You'd rather take out the Game Boy because it's something that yeah. can handle a little bit of rough and tough. It's something that ha- like ho- you can hold in your hands like a normal human. I that feel too, so much more comfortable too. giving Chris a GameCube controller when we play Smash than like yeah. the Switch Pro controller. I'm going to break that shit in half. Because I know that GameCube controller was built to last. Yeah. That's and it has. that. That's like a over 20-year-old controller now. And it is still kicking it. If if I think I think that's the objectively ugliest looking controller of all time, but it like works at the same time, baby. It's like so weird because you look at it, you're like, what the fuck? And then you hold it and you're like, oh no, this makes sense. But it's, boy, oh boy, is it ugly. It's like the N64 controller, but more practical. Like yeah, the N64 controller did not better does not hold up. Yeah, it's kind of. A, a terrible controller. Well, I think okay. there's something to be said about like making them look more fragile. Like you're less in, in likely to take them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what right. that, uh, mm. what, what's that switch? What's switch? Slim? Light. What's, what's it called? Yeah. The light, the light. I think you might be right now that I'm thinking about it. I the light looks like you could it. like kind of drop it and it might be fine. That's, that's yeah. kind of the, I think important, right? Yeah. With the handle. Yeah. Hey, when I get that, uh, when I get that PlayStation, um, um metallic or what's that thing oh the, the one Whatever. that's like a switch that, that stupid ass thing no, that yeah. apparently is like three hundred dollars or something it's like a portable the... playstation 5 is that what yeah it, it's like ah, ps5 version of switch that should better be chunky right it better be ha- able to handle a beaten I'm yeah it but it's just like it did not look super good and obviously it doesn't even have all the benefits of it uh and then everybody's like okay well, like i guess it would have to be like a hundred bucks and then they're like rumored to be 250 dollars it's like fucking what yeah the project q yeah project q see i have a, like a phone case on my phone so mm-hmm. i could take this out and i feel better about it being out in public because if i drop it there's enough of a lip between the case and the screen where it's not going to crack the, the screen. And I, I guess that makes me more less resident to take it out in public. I think that's an important aspect of every handheld. Can this thing be dropped and still work? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what Nintendo's got cooking up next. Hopefully. They oh, yeah. Out. I mean, what's. Figure that out. You think we're gonna hear? We're gonna hear something, right? By the end yeah. of the year, I kind of think personally, this is where I think it's gonna go. Maybe I'm way off. 
but just through this conversation, maybe have the controller be a handheld version of the console. The controller itself is built to be a little bit more durable, and mm, yeah. it can take the game that you're playing out in public, whereas the console stays at home and is just a constant home thing. That's I would think that's where they would go. I guess that's the tricky part, though, right? Is because then it's like, so is it like a Wi-Fi thing? Because at that point, then it kind of... I would imagine it has something to do with maybe... I don't know. Like, it would, it would, it would probably negate the idea of like an actual game, like a, like a game that you buy. It would be all like digital. Yeah, right? I guess that's the thing, right? Is like they either go completely in a different direction because I feel like it's be tough for them to go back. Yeah, like I, you need to have more flexibility. Just do like a straight switch. console. Like if they just do a straight console with the next whatever the next thing is for Nintendo, I yeah. think that's kind of a it's it's a step back, right? It, for them, yeah, I feel like yeah. they. I don't want to say like pigeonhole themselves, but I, it's I like, think you go with Switch too. Like no matter what, like you kind of stick in the stick your portables. That. Also, like your your takeaway, I guess. Yeah, because if they gotta, don't, make, then it, make it more yeah. sturdy. Make it more more durable. Make it sturdy. Make that's the thing. Like make it like the um, what is that? The the uh, Steam 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 Deck. Uh, yeah. Where it's like it's got a bit more juice to it. Like, I mean, I guess that's juicy like ass. You go with it, juicy ass Steam Deck. Like I mean, uh, what's her name? Borden was he was he was giving us the hard sell, dude. Yeah, kind of worked a little bit. I I think I'm still gonna wait for like the next iteration of a Steam Deck. Yeah. Okay. Personally, but, I'd rather buy a cheap Switch than a Steam Deck right now. Yeah, that but I mean, better. like the the Steam Deck would let me play pc games that i can't play no no i i i'm right there with you but yeah. like i feel like i can get a cheaper switch than a steam deck at this point or at least when they announce a new console nintendo then i'd be able yeah. to jump on the switch mm. that that's when i'd be like okay i'm gonna play all the zelda Chris, games. lock it in on november 6th maybe i'm just making up a date this year announce it well, uh, they're no, gonna announce. I think they should announce it this year. I, I, that's what they did with the original Switch. Is they announced it in October of 2016, okay. and it was announced the same day that Red Dead Redemption Two put out their trailer. Oh, that's right. And Red Dead Redemption Two got all mad because they were they were like, "This was gonna be our big day in the, like the media cycle," but like everybody was talking about like the new Switch announcement with all like. Kiss my grits. Basically, <laughs> it just dropped it out of nowhere. And people were like, what is this? Because like people were like, they're taking this console like out because he was playing the Zelda game on the big screen. And then there was that one image of them just like pulling the switch out and taking it to a rooftop party. And everybody was like, what the hell? What? Like, I remember that. What in tarnation? Yeah. And like at the time, like that was I like remember crazy. that more than the Red Dead Redemption 2 trail. Yeah, no, me too. Um mm -hmm. So I think uh, I think they're gonna announce it October, November, mm -hmm. May, June, and it's gonna. I think Metroid Prime Three is gonna be the oh the starter. Look at you, Devin. Yeah, I think I look think at you're lock it in, dudes. Also, it's got... Metroid Prime Four because Metroid Prime Three are uh, so, like you'd be yeah, getting the new Metroid Prime. That that would be. <laughs> that would also weirdly be on brand for Nintendo. <laughs> we put out the old Metroid game. 
Because like they'll Literally. do cool shit, and then they'll also be like, also fuck you. I mean, you might not be wrong. I th- okay. I think it would be Super Mario Odyssey two. I think it would be a Mario Kart nine. Imagine the Metroid Prime four trailer. You see Samus jump into her ship, and mm-hmm. the controller for the ship is the new Switch console. Ooh. There and you go. She's controlling the ship with that. The console looks like Samus's ship, Devin. <laughs> I shit my. Pants. I mean, that's kind of like what Breath of the Wild was, right? Like it yeah. was a it was a Wii U controller that she could slate. Yeah, Dude. you're right. Or, like, the entire controller turns into Samus' shit. She she pulls the console out of her ass and connects it to the the ship. You say this. I'm invested now. The ship. Where can I get screenshots? That's that's what I would do. Can I I smell it? (laughs) Yeah, it's coming out of her shit. I need. Coming right out of her shit. Zero suit. Coming right out. She makes, like, a grunt. He's like, ugh. She does that joke from Caddyshack originally where like Chevy Chase goes to grab the steering wheel, but it's not there. She goes, Oh, I got a Chozo coming out. Well, I think poop jokes is where we know probably we're probably there, right? Yeah, probably at the end. I think so. Yeah. Nintendo. Any any final words? Uh, uh, go see every movie that came out th- last week. Yeah, go see. <laughs> go see all that stuff, and uh, you know everything watch, that uh, came out. Go see it. The theaters where it's at, folks. Get yourself a bucket of popcorn. Wait, hold on. Oh, that I need to find out from last week. Did oh. you get the Barbie car popcorn? No. Uh, so it was actually. Tr- that was the whole thing. Uh, it was actually twice as expensive as really? the ad said. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, it was sixty-five dollar. It was sixty-five dollars. <laughs> it came with the Barbie, hmm. and Jenny was like, "Please do not buy that." And I was okay, like, good. "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay." I got the bomb. You did. You bomb. got the Oppenheimer popping. Dude, I, <laughs> pop dude, I, dr- <laughs> I dropped the Oppenheimer bomb. <laughs> oh, ew. <laughs> I got, I got no, um, Blum and uh, I ate a bunch of popcorn out of Oppenheimer's head. <laughs> screwed his fedora. Uh, to get it, popcorn. <laughs> uh, I am uh, become a snack. You know, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, shout outs to uh, to Jenny. Uh, she, she was a trooper. She, I did not think I was worried she was not going to make it through, for Oppenheimer. She got a little sleepy, and nudged her awake a few times. Can I? Can I give another shout? I have a shout out to give. Yeah, good shout out. Shout out to the time cover with Oppenheimer on it because he looked like a demon on it. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, he did look like a demon. I fucking love that. So shout out, shout out to Time Magazine. Uh, shout shout out to President Truman for <laughs> for pulling a fucking alpha dog move. That was pretty dope. That's, Steve, that's, you got you'll you'll get it. You'll get all this President Truman comedy uh, once once you see the film. Dang! All right, <laughs> you'll, you'll never know. Well, everybody, 
keep your Time Magazine subscriptions uh, uh, in line because there's, we got it. There's a demon on the front. Um, <laughs> next week, not next week, but the week after that is the Galani and Chill. No, this no, week, it's next week. Next week. It, the 30th? Well, well, well the, the, the next podcast that we do. Yeah, so okay. the, the, one, the one on the 30th. Yeah, maybe I'm getting confused. Okay, that's... Yeah. When we get to it, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I watched the plane movies, guys. Come and watch. You watched a lot of the planes. Air in the sky. Oh. Okay. Most of the time. <laughs> Large majority. Well, most of the time. Good night.